Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, John. I could say pull up a stool or a chair or whatever because you're actually home, my friend. I am. I, I finally, finally made it to sun, Sundays and Mondays off, which I've been trying for forever. So it only took three years, but I'm here. So. Oh, <laughs> patience, my friend, patience. There you go. Yeah, but it feels good to have Johnny uh, just chill right now. Now, he... As we've seen off the air, you guys in here, he's more of a wise ass when he has time to think. So I'm not too happy with this. He's been picking on me before the show even started. I, I'm, a, I'm a horrible person, ain't I? Yeah. yeah. No, Judah thinks you're the good one of the show, John. Okay. You're the right. angel. I'm the bad guy, you know. If, if, she had, if she had each of us on a shoulder, you'd, rese- you'd represent the angel and I'd be the devil. We know this, John. <laughs> We do know this. Uh, but speaking of devils, the the Celtics beat my Sixers, John. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did uh, Tommy, or did you get that hat for Tommy yet? Yeah, well, if you were on Twitter yesterday, which you probably weren't, we see now. I went to the sports bar. I took the girls out to lunch, and I put the Celtics hat on and got my picture taken in the bar. Good job. Good job. You know, we're all proud I, of it. I paid my bet, my dues, and... Well, I put the picture on on uh, Twitter, and I first I texted Tommy one right from the uh, the bar after I did it, so he had to call me to to tell me I look good in green, which I am <laughs> Irish, but I, well, you look good in eagle green, right? So there you go, so. dude. Let's face it, I look good in anything. That goes without uh, okay. saying. Uh, goes, I'm oh, Captain Handsome, <laughs> but anyhow, no, I I did feel very dirty putting that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really did, man. It's like the first time I've ever had an a, enemy's team on my head, and it, it it just didn't feel right, dude. It really felt wrong. I felt like I'm I have never cheated on my wife, and I never plan on it. But how I felt putting that hat on, I now I know what the it's guilt me, Sheriff, now I know what the guilt feels like would feel like, John. So yeah, 
Yeah, I, I sent you a picture of the hat that I told uh, Tommy you were going to buy <laughs> and sent to him. So I don't think that was the one that you got. But No, <laughs> it is not the one I got. <laughs> no, that is not. That's hideous, isn't it? Yes, it is. But if I'd have seen it, I might have got that one. I know, right? No. <laughs> I got the official NBA hat is what I got. So Yeah, I, I figured. Yeah, the one, one of the licensed one. I ordered it and got it, and I got to ship it out this week. But I just felt so wrong putting that on. It was My hand was shaking putting it on my head. And then I, I guarantee... What was that? I said I was gonna say I was gonna say I guarantee you didn't feel nearly as bad as if you had a bet with a Cowboy fan or something, and the Cowboys won the NFC Championship game. Yeah, but you know what? I I I I hate the Celtics that much. I I don't know. I might hate them more than the than the boys. And that's weird, Ooh, ain't it? By how? Yeah. How? How? Because I grew up in that whole Dr. J, Andrew, Tony, Moses Malone, Bird days with Danny Ainge. Like, if there was ever a villain in a film, it would be Danny Ainge. Would be little punk boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pony boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know. And then you'd have Dennis Johnson, who's Raccoon Boy. You know, he had them. They got him to guard Andrew Tony and and Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. That whole team, I hated them so much. Like, and they kicked our butts too. I'm not saying they didn't win. I mean, we beat them, but they beat us more than we beat them, John. And I kind of hate the Celtics, dude. It's like <laughs> I honestly might hate the Celtics more than the Cowboys. That's quite that's quite a uh, phrase there. I'll tell well, you. So. let me put it to you this way: I actually loved Tony Dorsett as a kid, and he played for the Cowboys. I've actually respected some Cowboys. I've never liked the Celtic in my life, John. Not one of them. <laughs> you know, now I think I think they were all great players. I mean, Larry Bird is. I wish I could take Larry Bird and stick it in Loser and Bead's heart. They could change hearts because I I don't know. I right now, if the Sixers were playing a, a JV team in Game Seven, I would not bet, and I could bet on the Sixers at 101. I don't wouldn't bet on them. They would find a way to lose, dude. They're a bunch of group of losers. Joel Embiid needs to find a heart. He needs to shut up. Did you see his press conference? I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah, we'll yeah. watch the game. It was... I mean, honestly, they had it was a very good competitive first half, but there were some adjustments made at sec in the, at halftime that it didn't look like Doc Rivers kept up with it at all. He didn't look like he did anything changing. No, no there was no adjustments out. made. They were the yeah. same things it's been the last seven years. And the Celtics came out and said, "Listen, guys, no matter what it takes, we're going to win this game." And and the Sixers came out. I don't want to shoot. No, you take the ball. No, you take the ball. I don't want responsibility. For, no, we're, we're not going to win if I shoot. No, we're not going to win if I shoot. But we're not going to win even if I shoot. No, none of us is going to play. That's the way they came out. They're, they're a bunch of gutless, heartless human beings. And, and I'm sorry, they're my team, but I lost total faith in all of them. I mean, it's, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me seven times, shame on me. Yeah, and now even after that that uh good series uh now it looks like Miami might just uh sweep Boston so yeah, and, I, I don't know very and, strange and that makes it even worse for Doug here because yeah. we yeah, had yeah, it does. no no cuz we had Jimmy Butler and Jimmy oh, okay. yeah and Jimmy yeah. Butler got traded be, or got let go because we had to keep Ben another spineless jellyfish Simmons instead of him 
It was it came down to between the two of them. And we chose to keep Ben, which was the worst decision. And basically, Jimmy Butler said, if you want to keep a gutless human over me, go ahead. And he was right. And it when it when you play this deep in the season and all these teams are that deep and good, they made the playoffs for a reason. The next is the will and the want. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You got to find, you got to dig deep to find, to keep going at this time. So, especially in basketball, hockey. I mean, it's a long season. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of it. I mean, it's just, it's so sad. But Tommy won, made my Sixers look the full again. And uh, I'm happy for him. I mean, now I'm sad. Like, I, I want it, like, the hat's going out Monday. I wish the series was tied at 1. I hate sending the hat down 0-2. By the time he gets it, that might be down 0-3. And he's going to want to throw the hat right in the trash. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on in Miami, but they're up both uh, hockey and uh, basketball, 2-0. So, you might, I don't know. When's the last time a, a, a team won both of those? Because that's at the same time. You know, those playoffs go practically at the same time in, in tandem. So, It'd be interesting to see if Miami could pull both of them out. Yeah, they'd be excited down there, wouldn't they, John? Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, until something else comes along. I mean, but that's how fans are in South Florida. I mean, you know, once your team is mediocre, they lose interest altogether. <laughs> so. Well, during the winter, you got other things to do besides uh, exactly. sit, you know, sit in your house and freeze to death. And yeah. be, that's all you have. Yeah, that's what me and, me and Lisa and JJ were talking about. I mean, if you're in Miami and your team sucks – why are you going to go watch a, a mediocre team when you can go to the beach or go to the Keys or go fishing or, you know, and there's so many activities to do at that time. So, No, I hear you, John. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm, they just were very, very sad to me. It was, it was a horrible series. I mean, it was, it started, it was a good series to begin with, but they had more heart than us. I mean, they did nothing to stop Tatum. And like I was saying with the press conference and we'll move on. Cause I know Carmen and Brian paid a lot of this, but they don't want to hear all sports. But Embiid, you know, like I got in fights on Twitter about him. And have I been nothing but an Embiid supporter, John? Have I really been on Joel Embiid? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've never, I haven't really trashed Joel or done anything like that, have I? No, not that I remember. So, I mean, I've been on board with Joel Embiid. My problem is, is uh, I can't believe he... uh, I, I just can't believe he blamed other people on the team. Like, he blamed himself at first, and everybody was arguing me. Well, he blamed himself. He blamed himself. But when it was all said and done, John, he had to give equal to the rest of his teammates, blame everybody out. He, he sold everybody else out. And in my opinion, I've never heard, like he said, I, I need to get the ball to shoot the ball, and no, he tried to say it was other people's faults too. The bottom line is I've never heard Larry Bird I never heard Magic Johnson. I never heard Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen. I didn't hear them blame Price for not making a shot. You understand what I'm saying? They never, Michael Jordan never saying nobody got me the ball. Now, Michael Jordan took all blame, so did Bird. And Embiid needs to put his big boy pants on and take the blame for everything. Now, it was his fault they lost that series. Bottom line. You disagree? Yeah, he he certainly looked... uh... I don't know. The the only game I really watched and paid a whole lot of attention to was that game seven. And uh, uh, like I said, that second half, it just looked like, no, like you said, nobody wanted to take responsibility. No, it, it was sad. It really was. It was, uh, it was ridiculous. It was very sad. 
And uh, now we got to move on as Sixers fans. You know. And see what they do. Because now Jane, the beard don't want to come back. So, I don't know what's going on with that. Mm. What do you think is going on with that, John? You think we're going to get Harden back? I don't know. Good luck. Good, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I know the Magic have number six and number 11 pick in the draft. So, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe my team can build something. I mean, we got a couple of good rookies down here, so we'll see. Well, I'm my looking. Son, for... My son seems excited, so we'll see. Well, yeah, they might beat us next year. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, I don't know, Doug. Three months to football, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Three months to football is like a quarter of the time that uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser lasted at Walt Disney World. <laughs> uh, what a what a segue. <laughs> yes, but. How sad is that, John? I don't know. Let's join the uh, water tacos and Stargate and uh, uh, the NBA experience. And uh, I don't know. What other giant flops have we had going here at Walt Disney World? To, I mean, uh, they're, they're not batting a thousand right now. Their attractions they've came out with lately seem wonderful. You know, I mean, the uh, Tron coaster is popular, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and even going back to the expansion of Fantasyland and. Uh, uh, Pandora at Animal Kingdom, all of that seems pretty good, but this other stuff they keep trying, it just is, they're, they're throwing, throwing darts at a dartboard and they're falling right off, of, they're missing the dartboard altogether, so. Yeah, well, that that's a disgrace that that only lasted 14 months, I mean, how horrible is that? I mean, what are they going to do, like, they have no plans, they don't know what they're going to do with it, what do you, I mean, have you, you heard you anything? No, because you can't, People are saying like renovated into a regular boutique hotel or something, but you really can't. I mean, it, first of all, it's in an ugly, ugly spot. It's <laughs> in the parking lot. It is. It's in the parking lot of Hollywood Studios in the cast member parking lot. It's at the back of the parking lot. Um, so there's no way to, I mean, you'd have to make a new entrance for it to, you know, I mean, you're going to have to landscape the place. You'd have to landscape it. You'd have to put a pool in. You'd have to put windows into the into the rooms. Unless you reopen it as a, um, what, I, I guess the best phrase would be dumbed-down version of what it was, you know, a, a themed Star Wars hotel, but not all, you know, craziness like it was, um, that would be your only option. But otherwise, I, I think they're going to take all the tech out and everything out of it and then destroy the building and build something else there eventually or, or just make more parking lot because it, it, it's, it's just in an awkward spot. So I don't see it being redone into a in any type of resort unless they try to do a, a dumbed-down version of Star Wars. Now, how far is that from the actual uh, Galaxy's Edge? It's on the other side. If there's the cast member parking or the uh, cast member entrance to our parking lot, and then there's the acres and acres and acres of our our parking lot, and then uh, Galaxy's Edge is on the other side of that. So you would have to reroute our, our cast members to come in another way. And then it's probably probably a good, I'd say 300 yards, maybe 400 yards to try to connect the two. So I don't see it being easy to, easy enough to just envelop into Galaxy's Edge. I mean, it's, there's too much space. And I mean that's why they had to run a, uh, a a bus back and forth between Galaxy's Edge and uh, 
and uh, the hotel when they were trying to do that is because it's it is a distance. You know, it's not literally next door. If they were going to do this, I don't know why they just didn't put it right, literally right next door to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that uh, that that never made any sense to me either. No. Not, not at all because of the the walking distance and stuff like that. But and, and and for the insurance policy, because what my thoughts were with me being in construction, and I know a little bit about this stuff, not much, but a little bit. I don't understand how they wouldn't do it as a safety net, put it closer, because that building would be more conducive to putting a ride in it than it would turning into a regular hotel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because it's all enclosed. There's no windows in it. Yeah. Um, because I mean, the whole illusion was supposed to be that you're on a spaceship. So yeah, there. Uh, so it makes no sense as a regular hotel. I I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, if they just uh, took everything out and then tore the building down and made a bigger parking lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, unless they do something and make some kind of experience out of it where you go on a journey on a bus from galactic from galaxy's edge over to this building like it's another ride i don't know like how yeah, do you that would be awkward yeah it yeah. would be but like like if they what are they going to do with it i don't know i they can't turn it into a hotel because the restructuring that you know, just cutting all the windows in and that would change yeah, the yeah. the building's I don't the code everything. I don't know how they're what they're gonna do with this. I mean, what a joke! I mean, at least with the NBA experience and stuff, you could put another business in there. Like, what are yeah. they doing with this? Yeah, yeah, that and uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's gonna be a good spot to park uh, Stargate and the water tacos. Yes. Maybe that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna just store all that stuff right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe the other thing that cracked me up too, John, was uh, I'm watching all these shows and. I, and I'm not saying we, like, I am, but I'm not. You know how I am, but uh, I listen to all the podcasts. I watch a lot of the YouTube videos and all. And not one per. I, I didn't hear many people besides my negative ass and maybe Pete Warner's not questioning this. And, he, and you questioned it, too. You understand? We did. But everybody, oh my God, the Star Wars Hotel, it's degraded. I cannot wait to take, oh my God, I can't, like everybody was on board. And the same thing with Harmonious. Everybody loved Harmonious, like all the major blogs and video. Now all of them are like, I told you so. They're all Monday morning freaking quarterbacks. <laughs> and it's really, it's really pissing me off, John. It really is. Because I know a lot of them and it's so hypocritical. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, Doug. I mean, it, it it amazes me that that there's people with with jobs that can make these massive mistakes that didn't research and and who make the final decision to do Galaxy's Edge and then put it at a price point where uh, nobody can afford to go to their only mega mega rich fans and then even the the problem is even the mega mega rich fans that went and loved it. They're not going to do it again. That's no. the problem. There's no repeatability to it. So no. it made no sense whatsoever. I no. mean, how do you, how do you, what, what goes through your mind that do you think somebody's going to want to come and do this every year? This is going to be their vacation. It's not going to happen. No, so. you got to hope. I mean, okay, there's, there's a gazillion Star Wars fans. But there's only so many of them that have Bill Gates money that can justify doing this every year. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, I mean, for the price they were charging for this, you could. Uh, what kind of a cruise could you have went on? I mean, you probably could have stayed at those uh, Fiji bungalows that you always see that are out in the water, you know, in the uh, off the islands. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you could have probably done a European tour. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the uh, vacation you could have had as opposed and so then if you did get talked into it one time, okay, that was great, but next year let's go to England. I mean, I'm sorry, it just doesn't make any sense. No, it's, it, it again, but it, then it shows you, on the other hand, the greed that they have or the money that they have to make, like, maybe they keep the hotel and uh lower the price a little bit and see what happens yeah. younger i mean they they didn't even give that a shot like john if more people could afford it you might they they would stay there but what that does if they drop the price for that it gives them more inventory in the lower value so then they it it's not good for their business model for the rest of the park yeah so so instead you admit uh defeat is basically what they've they've done and then i read their 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 statement that came out that was so uh, one side, <laughs> they it was were bull proud crap. Of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, sorry, you're not proud it, of this. It was mouse crap. It was all mouse crap, <laughs> is what it was. Uh, we are so proud. Yeah, yeah, you're so proud. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. all right. <laughs> I just feel bad for all the people that got their jobs there and now don't have them. And they worked hard from everybody. Now, from every single review I got from people staying there, like a lot said the price was ridiculous. But all of them raved about how above and beyond the cast members went to keep themselves in role, in character. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. So, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. I don't know of any other role on property where you're going to probably make the same. I mean, there's there's certainly positions at Hollywood Studios you could go to where you can do some acting and stuff. But a, a frontline cast member working Galax or you know uh, Smuggler's Run is not going to make the same type of money that they were making at. Uh, at uh, the Star Cruiser, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And yeah, I feel bad for those guys because it it was there was a big deal to get you. You had to go through a long interview process to get picked to go over there. So no, it's a shame. It really is. It it again, we understand. I mean, how how Chapik ever made it as long as he did? I mean, like, and but everybody blames him. But how does Iger and the board sit there and? Look, like, Iger's supposed to be, like, the ultimate genius. I mean, he's the next coming of God to some Disney fans. And how how do they not blame him for not seeing the failure of this? I mean, he knows all. He is the great. He's the wizard of Disney. How does he not I, see that? I don't know, but who's ever pitching this stuff to the board of directors and, and Iger and, and uh, 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 uh uh, what's his name? Uh, Paycheck or uh, uh, DeMarco? Before, yeah, yeah. All yeah. The, uh, whoever's pitching this stuff must be the best salesman in the entire world or saleswoman. Whoever it is is an amazing ability to to pull the ruler. I'm or, glad or, you or, don't try to sell me a car. Or, I mean, because holy yeah. crap. Or how about I go one better? How about Iger's to blame because he allowed it to go through because he's trying to justify the purchase. He's trying to use. Do everything possible they can do with Star Wars because of the money they paid for it. So I'm sure he had a blind eye to it for anything that he thinks it would make him look good for. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like the creation of this is all because on the backs of them buying it. I mean, he's the reason they bought it. I haven't seen, have you seen, heard of anything that's been 
take that was not green lighted as far as Star Wars there for a while. Everything was green lighted that was brought up pretty much. Yeah, well, there was supposed to be another attraction at um, Galaxy's Edge. And so the money they spent on the Star Cruiser, they certainly could have invested more more time, effort, and money into Galaxy's Edge and made that even a better uh, land, I think. Well, uh, that would have been a much better decision. A much better decision would have been what we said on the show many a times. How about we move Muppets and the, and the, the beautiful building but the most horrible pizza place on the planet? How about you move them out and extended Galaxy's Edge all the way to... The the what what's the original Star Wars ride, John? Star Tours. Star, Star Tours. Tours. It was slipping my mind. Like, wouldn't that have made more sense to engulf that whole area and make that's Galaxy's yeah. Edge? It is so stupid to go from Star Tours, then you see Muppets and all the, and then you go to Galaxy's Edge. Shouldn't Star Tours be in Galaxy's Edge? Absolutely. It it would have made perfect sense, and that's what they should have done. They should have either found a, uh, I mean, the, the pizza place you could have just gotten rid of because. Yeah, or you just could have turned horrible. it into a Star Wars yeah. restaurant. Themed cantina yes. or yes. something. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and maybe even made a, made a uh, cheesy 3D movie Star Wars of something to put in Muppet Vision. But yes. yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. And then you could have incorporated that whole area. You could have rode Star Tours and that would have been your introduction into Galaxy's Edge could have got off that and landed on the planet of uh black spire outpost yeah. and there you are there you you're in galaxy's edge at that time that would have made sense that would have drove traffic to star tours it, star tours right now feels like the redheaded stepchild yes. of uh, star wars it, you you go over there it's all sitting all by itself there's no line there's no waiting it's yeah it's kind of sad yeah so. it's it's how i feel when judith sees both is at the same time she goes right to you and pushes me aside john <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how that ride feels you know what i'm saying uh, okay all right yeah, anyhow but no i just they dropped the ball i mean or they could have like you said put something else like they could have expanded galaxy's edge and made it bigger than doing this I mean, none of us seen this hotel being good and then i'm also listening to this morning and i listened to yeah you know, i i listen to multiple shows on youtube and I'm listening to some saying, oh, the tacos and the star cruises in the pond. It's so happy that it's gone. Everybody loved Harmony. Everybody all never had a problem with, most people didn't have a problem with the barges at the beginning. They were all excited about what it was going to be. The minute I seen the first barge float out there, we were screaming. Am I wrong, John? <laughs> yeah, you've been railing against that since it came out. I was going to try to give it a chance and go see the show, but then actually when I was out there in front of it and looked at it and, and I had to call you or text you and say, even Lisa said this is horrible. So, I mean, once seeing it in person, it was, it was heinous. And I never, Doug, I live here. I work at Walt Disney World. I love Epcot. I never went and saw Harmonious, and that's just embarrassing. I would have seen Illuminations during that time. I would have seen Illuminations probably three or four times. I would have hung out, got a beer, and had to watch Illuminations at least two or three times. I didn't go see Harmonious once. No, so. and I'll tell you when I got on it, and you can tell me if I'm wrong and or I'm lying to you, which I've never. Have you ever caught me fibbing to you, John? Again, no, like no. I've said, my mouth is too big. It gets me in trouble. I don't lie because <laughs> I know eventually my mouth will continue to tell on myself. So it just lets you <laughs> cut it. <laughs> I just eventually cut. you'll talk so much you'll come back around exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I have too much vocal vomit and I'll get myself in trouble, John. So I don't lie because it's only going to come back and bite me in the 
rear end. But vocal vomit should be your your name on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I can't argue with you, John. I really can't. But, yeah, that's pretty good. But anyhow, when I seen the brochures and the original artist renderings of this, I was off. I'm American Indian, so I could say this. I was off the reservation. It's not. I'm not racially profiling here, but or being real. But dude, I was pissed off when I seen the original artist renderings. Was I or was I not, John? Yeah, yeah, you brought it up right away. So. And now I'm listening. I'm, I'm like watching the news, all these different ones, and they're all like, "I told you so," and I hate it. And thank God it's gone. I got my view back. I mean, I almost broke my seven to sixty-five inch multiple times this week, John. I'm so aggravated. It's like yeah, stop I to, already. I, I had to give you a little more credit, Doug, because uh, uh, listen to that. But uh, you it. even said about a year ago, we, we you noticed that uh, there was some. Uh, surveys going out and people were and they were asking what did you what do you think of harmonious what do you think of illuminations and we talked about it at the time and i said well there's no way they're gonna i mean after all that money they invested in there's no way they would tear it down and bring it out of there yeah, but i was wrong yeah. <laughs> they certainly did so that's how that's how bad the reviews must have been on it i can't believe i, I mean doug we made a we did make one blaring mistake a couple of years ago and i know i said it more than anything was uh we were talking about covid and the expand as it moved across asia and stuff and we 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 were sitting here doing the podcast and we said yeah there's no way disney world would close yeah (laughs) whoops yeah that was that was a big one yeah but other than that i mean the i so at least at the very least doug you have to give disney credit for admitting that was a a a stupid mistake and taking it out because they could have just left it there you know i mean so thankfully thankfully they they realized it was a turd floating in the middle of uh yeah world showcase lagoon and and they decided to get rid of flush the toilet like one of my arguments to begin with it was like 10 times the worse worse than the phantasmic hat in front of the chinese theater i mean that was nothing compared to what those barges were. And I, I argued about that. Like, they should have kept the wizard's hat, put it out in the parking lot, and made a gift shop out of it. They should have kept that because I liked it. Was, it was cool. I liked the look of it. But to put it right in front of the Chinese theater was one of the stupidest things ever. Like be, it would, like, be putting something up in front of Cinderella's castle. Like, why would you do that? I mean, yeah, why would why would you put something in the middle of World Showcase Lagoon, ruin yeah. the sight lines as you as you walk towards it? I don't know, but they did. Yeah, I mean, when you would stand across the lagoon and look back at the uh, spaceship Earth, wasn't that one of the most beautiful things you ever seen? Well, it is again. Yes, yeah. thank God. But yeah, I'm sorry, I digress. But I keep saying I can't take how much all these other podcasters and vloggers now are like acting like you know they were right all along and. It was it, it was never going to go away. Finally, it went away. We told you they would get rid of it. No, you didn't. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. But anyhow. Uh, but I'm glad it's gone. And bring back illuminations. <laughs> That's never going to happen. But 
Well, never say never, but it might come back you know, on an anniversary I, kind of deal. Yeah, I was gonna say yes. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say never either because wishes. I mean, look at and stuff and like that. look at the electrical uh, Main Street Electric Parade. How yes. many times have they brought that back? I mean, yes. so th they do pay attention to what people really love, and if you if we clamor enough, but maybe there would be a possibility they'd bring back a version of Illuminations. Yeah, well, they need to. I mean, something like it. I mean, how about an updated version of it? But, dude, yeah. the, the music the music is what it is. And, I mean, this was better than the entire Harmonious. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just blew out the torches, didn't yes, you? Yes, <laughs> but am I wrong? That was, I enjoyed that more than the whole Harmonious show. There was a, there was a, there was a whole... They did such a good job of setting the scene for illuminations yes. there was a whole like uh uh and uh, it was only after the second or third time that you saw it that you you realized you know oh you wanted to be ready and you can hear all the 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 announcements come on and and uh, and get ready for the blowing out the torches being lit and then them being blown out and so yeah it was it was it was great how about i take this one further john it just came to me with the state of our country right now, with the divisiveness and the, the, everybody again, and the, and the whole world, wouldn't Illuminations even be more right now than it ever did? Unity and bringing yeah. everybody together? Yeah, yeah, it would, but I don't know. We're, we're so ripped up apart, uh, this country right now. It's but I'm saying there's something about that, that. Dude, when I originally seen it for the first, every time I seen it, but even the first few, didn't you feel closer to everybody? No, that was the intent. So, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, we. my point is, it wouldn't hurt. Something like that. <laughs> they need to bring that back. The 100th anniversary illumination <laughs> to bring it back. Very I good. would give anything to see those horses in that globe in the middle of the water, wouldn't you? And the fire and the fireworks. Yeah, yeah. it was great. great. Yeah, it was Just the music. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like next time you go on vacation, Doug, if, if no matter what uh, the thing is, you should probably just go, go spend the entire day at Epcot, then go back to your room, turn all the lights off, and watch a a a, uh, a recording of Illuminations on YouTube on your big screen. <laughs> you yeah, know? just yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> pretend. Yeah. Apple TV, it like launch it on there. There you like, go. Throw it on yeah. there. Right at nine o'clock. Yeah, mirror image it on the hotel yeah. TV. Exactly. Yeah, believe me, you know how many times I've streamed Netflix and other things? That's the other thing with Disney. They don't have much, uh, the television sucks in the room, and that's for a purpose, I get it, but and you stay at the Swan and Dolphin or the Reserve, you get much better uh, TV lineup, John. <laughs> I don't know. I, the only things I usually watch when we're, we're there are uh, the stupid cartoons anyway, so that's fine. And a lot of the times we go, we go, well, we used to go a lot of the least crowded times of the year. So we'd be back at the room some nights early, you know, and want to watch some. You know, back when the parks would close at 8, 9, you know, in those days when you go that time of year when it's 8, 9 o'clock closures. So, uh, Walt Disney World plans to close its Disney-operated food trucks, including locations at Disney Springs. You know, upset about this john i don't think i ever went to a food i love food trucks but with everything on disney property i don't think i ever went to one of you uh i think i tried twice uh but that I, I, that's really not all that surprising i think maybe food trucks has ran its its popularity course you know and they're moving on to something else hip right now so uh, according to sources the trucks will be phased out over the coming months 
although Disney is yet to make an announcement. Disney World food trucks debuted in 14 as part of the transformation of downtown Disney into Disney Springs. There were four, four food trucks with fan favorite dishes from theme parks, including Superstar Catering, Fantasy Fair, World Showcase of Flares, and the Moss Day Cafe. Recent additions to the food up trucks have included mac and cheese and hot diggity dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, I, I, it, it's not surprising. I think it, they were, there was like this mega trend of food trucks before COVID, and I don't think it's it came back ever since then, maybe. So, and, and it's, they're still Disney owned, so it's not like real food trucks. You know what no. I mean? So no, we have them around here a lot at like different wineries and different like they're yeah. real popular here, but it's not Disney World. Like where they're popular is places where you need food. You know, there's yeah. Yeah. there's no need for food there. I mean, they yeah, should put a... they should put them trucks back in the cast members' parking lot and give you guys some free food. Is what they should do. <laughs> <laughs> not saying they will, John, but that's what they should do. Uh, should, would, couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> and I did skip over the governor and Disney. They're, I mean, the pissing match is ridiculous. But anyhow, uh, this is, we should have continued with this. I didn't see this story. I forgot this story, but Harmonious is so bad, John, they're even removing it from Disney Plus in a cost-cutting move. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, uh, what cost is that cutting, John? It's it just like, we don't want to see our failure anymore. Why don't you just tell the truth? How is that a cost-cutting deal, John? Like, is it costing the stream I, I, that thing? Yeah, I, I can't imagine what cost there is associated with having one extra thing on uh, Disney+. Plus. That makes no sense whatsoever. So. No. And then this whole Lake Nona deal, dude, again, that's another thing that's all over the place. Uh, everything I read... Yeah, they're trying to blame it on the fight, but a lot of it also has to do with, you know, 3,000 cast members are laid off. So many other things are going on. Walt Disney World is was was down on money for the first time of any of the, It's the first time that it's the only park that didn't make the money it was supposed to out of all of them. And Iger never wanted to move to Florida to begin with. Chapik did. So there's a lot more to this than what meets the eye. So the point is, they're going to play this ping pong back and forth, and the only people get hurt again, John, is people working for the parks, right? And the only people making any money out of it are the attorneys. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It seems like it, this is such a massive waste of time, effort. Um, all these news agencies reporting it. I mean, can't we just get over it? I mean, everybody takes their own little ball. Uh, put your willy away. We've we've seen it. We we know how big everybody's are. Put it away and go home. I mean, let's let's well, stop with this stuff. It's so stupid. Well, it's all political, John. You got one side that wants to trash him, and you got the other side wants to trash. You understand what I'm saying? It's not for me and you. It's all for the. The presidential and the running down the line. That's what this is all about. It has nothing yeah, to do well, with you or me. The, the other person that's got to be really happy about this is Trump. I mean, yeah. it, it, it really is. I mean, instead of uh, DeSantis uh, thinking about, you know, uh, the political stuff that he's trying to do as, as running for president, he's 
bargain with Disney. I mean, yeah, but on, man. the crazy part, though, is, John, you're kind of wrong there because a lot of sides see D- Disney as the op- opposition. You understand what I'm saying? And I, I, and, and, I, and yeah. it makes him look strong as Trump. You get what I'm it's, it's all political. And they, and uh, the other side does not want him to be president. You so it's more about that than it is me, you, or the little guy. This is all yeah, political uh, football yeah. is what my argument is. If you yeah, really look it, at the brass tax... Disney was not, they were cutting back money, and this is one of the ways. And half the people, if you remember the article we read last year, most of the people that lived in, didn't want to move to Florida. Do you remember that whole, they were crying, the cast members? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and uh, the reason they were, uh, the reason, we, when we talked about this originally, Doug, the reason they were talking about it because uh, the, the problem was working out in California. <laughs> there were so many problems there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, I but the know. bottom line is most of the people that are on the Disney, uh, that work for the corporate side of it, that work in the offices, the Disney, you know, offices and all there, they didn't want to, they didn't want to move to Florida. There was, there was upheaval. Yeah. They, we don't want to be upheaved. We don't want to move. And that was all Chapik's idea. That was one of Chapik's deals. So Iger, is a California boy. There's rumors of him running for office and things out there. So the point is, this is all, if it made sense money wise to them, they would have, it's just all about money right now. It, it nothing to do with me and you, and we're going to pay for it. And they're using whatever argument they can for political gain, in my opinion, on both sides. It's just stupid. And we got to listen to it every day. Yeah, yeah, and I, I honestly couldn't care less. It, mm. It's so boring. It's just the the one thing that is truly ironic, though, is, is that for years, um, liberal Democrats have been railing against Disney because of the corporate industry and the and the fact that the Reedy Creek and that whole stuff, they have been the ones that railed against it for years. But then it was a Republican governor that actually put it, or tried to put a halt to it. And so now the Democrats are yeah, they don't, the other yeah, side. That <laughs> doesn't again, make any sense. And you're putting it, <laughs> and Universal's sitting up there just building and building and they don't <laughs> exactly. care right there. They're like, uh, now play on art. They're, they're, they're happy. You, you, they're happy because oh, now yeah. they're saying yeah. Disney has to play on the same flame field we do. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. But yeah. the bottom line is, you're right, John. It's, it's, people are so, again, I, and I'll say this a million times, I, Doug is an independent. I, do, I bleed red, white, and blue. I don't bleed red or blue. I just want what's best. And what kills me now in this country, a Republican can tell a Democrat the God's honest truth. Like, they could tell a Republican, and I'll say it this way, either way. Either side could tell the other side, the sun is hot and yellow. And the other side would, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> just because the other side said it. They, nobody can agree with anything the opposite. Everybody is so dug in. It's ridiculous. We need to start worrying about what's best for us and stop your political side, in my opinion. Yeah, but uh, it uh, I don't know. It just seems like it's split more and more over the... Uh, I don't know, starting about, what, 20, 25 years ago. I don't remember it being so contentious, you know, when I was in the military and stuff like that. But, I don't remember people hating each other so well, much. I, I mean, I, I actual I'll, hatred out there. I'll agree to disagree with you. I, I think there was... But now there there wasn't the outlets to say it. The, yeah. The yeah, problem okay, now yeah. is everybody has an opinion. So it's like, it again, it's verbal diarrhea of, of, of opinions out there, John. Am I right? Yeah. The, 
social media social media i mean uh, i i enjoy facebook i enjoy yeah. twitter but boy it can be it it might very well be the ruination of america yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, honestly uh, that's what my wife says <laughs> she's not on it at all she don't have any twitter facebook any only thing she does is pinterest because she can look at different makeups and hairdos on there. That's the only reason she's on there. <laughs> she don't. She said, "I don't want to read my phone to aggravate me before bed." Because I'll be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sees how upset yeah. you, yeah. and I know you get upset over Twitter. So yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah. And then she'll see me wake up. <laughs> I don't need that. No, I really don't. No, but the point is, I think it was always this bad. It might even been worse and. In the, it probably was worse in the it was worse in the 30s 40s because there was so much segregation you know so many people hate yeah. it but now everybody has a voice and people's have and you could say me I'm 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 everybody has a voice and not not everybody should <laughs> but we all do so that's the yeah. problem I think it's the and then like when we were kids you had you had four or five news outlets now you got one million and forty five yeah. Yeah, and they're all trying to be Get Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah, but and they're yeah. also yeah. all trying yeah. to be Howard Stern of of agendas. They they'll take the one thing out of this that is kind of true and make it exasperated. If you get what I'm saying. And, oh yeah, blow it out, blow it out of proportion, yeah. and make it clickbait. And, yes, and even Doug, even our Disney sites do that with absolutely. Some I mean, so everybody's guilty of it. So a hundred percent. And, and I say, I include us. We're here with, uh, you know, I'm talking verbal vomit. Doug, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's me. But the point is, I try to tell you how I actually feel about it, not what I think it is. You understand what I'm saying? That like yeah. so, A lot of this stuff, if you just read, like you're talking about the clickbait, if you read 90% of articles, no, what nothing pisses me off more than... When they put the clickbait there, and you got to read like seven thousand paragraphs to get to the point they were lying about, and then they say this could. Ha you understand what I'm saying, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was uh, one that came out about Disney a couple of weeks ago that was nothing but a pure made up uh, proposal that they made up themselves, and they and uh, one of these sites said it listed as official Disney news, and it wasn't yeah. at all. So no, I don't know. No, it it's so uh, crap. It is crap. Crap on a cracker, as some people would say. There you go. But anyhow, new seasonal menu launches at Hollywood Brown Derby at Hollywood Studio. Now this is right up our alley, John. All right, food. Yes. Moving on. Yes, to the good stuff. To the good stuff. Now let's take a look. A new sim summer seasonal menu has launched at Hollywood Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios. The Crab Louie features crispy olive bread, citrus blend, fried capers, and Louie sauce. The shrimp cocktail is topped with shaved fennel cucumbers and a traditional cocktail sauce. I don't know how those taste, but they're awful pretty. Yeah, they do. Uh, so <laughs> they do have some nice art artiste doing their food. Yeah, that's for sure. The heirloom tomato and burrata salad combine shaved onions, Thai basil, gremolata, and a delicious citrus vinaigrette, while the charcuterie board features the chef's selections of cured meats, cheeses, and accompaniments. The escargot is accompanied by roasted garlic, bechamel, and crispy prosciutto, and the roasted bone marrow is composed of braised beef, pickled mustard seeds, and a fig bread crostini. The classic filet mignon is paired with glazed carrots, potato pave, horseradish cream, and a peppercorn sauce. Lamb shank is accompanied with summer vegetables. 
Arissa Vinaigrette and Nastorium Chermola. The <laughs> new free-range yeah, a good one. Uh, the new free-range chicken and dumplings bring together these two classics with a lemon ricotta gnocchi, shishito cream, and a gooseberry jus. The recently added grilled pork is accompanied with a lavender sage polenta, local corn salsa, complete with a huckleberry barbecue sauce. Uh, I'll tell you, you what, get... I absolutely love the Hollywood Brown Derby. That's one of the one of the places we haven't been. It's one of the ones I keep trying to get to, but yeah, we still haven't eaten out there. Yeah, you have to go there. I'm bringing up their menu right now. Like, it's weird. Like they have the stuff on here, but they don't have the pricing. That is weird. They updated the uh, website, but they didn't up. Um, I mean, the menu, but they didn't update the pricing. That's uh, 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 you know one of them classics. Uh, well, if you have to ask for the price, you, you can't afford to eat here. <laughs> well, I can't. I never could, but I did anyway many times. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the food does look good there, doesn't it, John? Yeah, it's very, uh, like you said, artistically done. You know, and it, and it, it's so weird. Like not weird, but I love it. Like when you're in there eating, the way that the dining staff is all and the the decor and all brings you back to. You know the the fifties, and it it makes you feel uh, it. It has a nice feeling in there, John. Every yeah, I always always wanted to go in there and and sit down to eat, and I wanted somebody to get a phone call, and then they have to bring out this you know the big corded phone yeah. and put it on a trolley and roll it across with the cord attached, like you always saw in the uh, that that would have been done in the what forties or the fifties in the Hollywood. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I was always looking for. So. Doug Draper here. <laughs> you ever watch Man Men? Uh, no, but I get the reference. Yeah, yeah so. dude, I'm almost as good looking as him too. I mean, I think I am, John. Doug Draper, Don Draper, you know. All right, Captain Hanson. Yes, but now nah, the food here is is fabulous. I mean, me and I I don't even know how many times I've eaten here. I've told the story. We had Brenda's mom's 75th birthday there. Can't believe that's going on 15 years ago. Holy moly! Yeah, 14 now. She'll be she 89, Johnny. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's our girl. We took her out to lunch yesterday. She was there to witness the horribleness of putting the hat on. <laughs> yeah. I seen in her eyes she thought a little less of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were diminished a little bit. Yeah, she was a little, little disappointed in me. She, you know, I think she said there wasn't enough money you could have paid not to have to put that hat on your head. You couldn't get out of it somehow. Nah, that's a bet, John, you know. All right. Like I said, every time my brother Don calls me, his picture has the Eagles hat on. <laughs> It'll never go away. I have a funny feeling my picture might show up on Tommy's phone now. And our good buddy go. and our good buddy Jim Tucker did the kindness of blowing the picture up with my head and commented on it. <laughs> like just a hat on my head. He has like my eyebrows up. So you can see my wrinkled forehead with the hat on it. Uh, good job. Good job, Jim. Yeah. What is that one at the Brown Derby? What is that? What is that? Scallops on the top there, John? Or is that banana pudding? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you see the picture I'm talking about? I'm waiting for it to load again. Uh, not real sure. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, that could be a scallop or a banana, couldn't it? That's either a pretty scallop dish or a very fancy, pretty uh, 
banana pudding. <laughs> yeah, what is that? I don't understand that one. And I don't know. What do you think it is, if you had a guess? Because I, I didn't uh, see in the article what it said there. Because I'm trying I'm to I'm going to go scallops. Yeah. But what would that dish be? Did it say there? I don't know. There was a seafood mention. Let's take a look real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Sorry, guys. I'm messing up the uh, show. New but... seafood options include a sustainable fish and the seafood chipini. The sustainable fish has a white bean ragu. Uh, but neither picture is that one that you were looking at. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, Doug. But that's it's not with the desserts either. So. No, it's weird. It's with the entrees. So I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm on the menu here. I'm trying to figure this one out. But, no, it has me perplexed, John. I hate when I don't have answers for something. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. But I highly recommend going to the Brown Derby. Food there, I've never had a bad meal, and I've eaten many, many, many of them there. Yeah, dude, they're having all kind of specials, so get a hold of your me or your or your own personal agent. Like, did you see they have the Florida resident special for you get a four day ticket for fifty eight dollars a day plus tax? Well, that's not too bad, right? No, it's not. And then they have a three day ticket for seventy dollars a day plus tax. So I don't know why you wouldn't do the four. Yeah, I mean, I mean the three point, is right? three days is more than the four. So like, <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just do the four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, where's it at here? Yeah, it's uh. Anyhow, the the thing is, it's it's fifty nine. Uh, I'm sorry, fifty nine a day for four, and seventy for three. But, dude, at that price, you might as well just go with the four, save a day for later. I don't know, but then they have annual pass holder discounts. Uh, they have annual pay. They have a lot of specials going on. Uh, Hotel Plaza Boulevard for teachers. If you guys want to stay there, and you know we love the Wyndham. It's you know it's one of our go-to places. Uh, what I love about the Wyndham, what I usually use it for, and a lot of a lot of my clients I've been doing this for, they've been adding like two days at the beginning or two days at the end to their resort stay. And another little quick trip pip is. Stay at the Wyndham on Friday and Saturday and check into your resort Sunday, you know, when the prices go down at Disney. Am I wrong, John? Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, too, as a DVC owner. Yes. Because our point, there's a big difference in points point. on uh, fr Friday and Saturday night as opposed to Sunday and through Thursday nights. Yes. So, yeah, we, we do that. We even do that uh, quite often if we want to squeeze an extra one in because you can stay uh, either someplace like the Wyndham or, or even Pop Century or something and then move over to your big resort for the week. So. And the crazy part of it is, is Wyndham is like a lot cheaper than Pop now. Pop used to be, they used to be in the same category price-wise. But like right now at the Wyndham and the other hotels for teachers, they have a special like as low as $92 a night, John. Well, there you go. So, yeah, you have your teaching degree, John? No, but I got a cast member discount, so <laughs> I can get a pretty good John, rate, so. you, you could be a scuba teacher. You are scuba certified. You could open up a scuba teaching school real quick and tell them you are a scuba teacher <laughs> and see if they discriminate against you, John. That's that's a that's a lot of work <laughs> to get a discount. But, uh, okay. Dude, I've worked harder to get discounts to go on Disney trips. Trust me. <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to say some of the things I have done to go on a Disney trip, John. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, Muppets take a trip 
aboard Epcot Spaceship Earth. Did you see this video? It was pretty funny. No, I haven't watched that. I just saw the, the news article, so I'm going to have to watch that after the podcast. It sounds good, though. It was pretty funny. He He's on there, uh, you know, it's the hippie dude. What's his name again? Uh, the musician guy? Yeah, he's the one with the big kind of reminds you Chong from Cheech and Chong, the Muppet. <laughs> you know, he's in that, in that, uh, he has that theming to him. You get that character to him. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, want a long, strange trip on Spaceship Earth at Walt Disney World? Don't miss the musical journey of Floyd Pepper and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah. And the Electric Mayhem at Muppets Mayhem streaming now on Disney+. Plus. It's pretty cool. I watched the video. He's, uh, he's like, you're going by these, uh, these, uh, Grease dudes. And, you know, uh, here's, here's them doing letters like the way he talks. They're doing their alphabet, you know. But anyway, check it out. It's pretty funny. It's good. Any excuse to watch a video of Spaceship Earth is good to me. Uh, this is good to hear, John. <laughs> Disney CFO Christine McCarthy says Disney will continue to focus on existing intellectual properties for new theme park investments. So, with zippity doodah, they're not going to do anything creative anymore, John. Just keep beating the same Kentucky Derby winner. Yeah, and that's what they said uh, 10, 12 years ago, and then Universal opened Harry Potter, and they went, okay, and all of a sudden they kicked a bunch of stuff into gear. So we'll see, but I wouldn't be surprised that um, with Universal opening an entire new theme park here shortly that we get some news out of Disney of some kind of new, uh, a creation of something new. Yeah, I, I just want them to, uh, I love all the Star Wars stuff. I love car. I love all the, you know, the original. I just want something new. I mean, have you seen the new Element commercial? Is that, is, does that not remind you of Inside Out? No, I haven't. I haven't even uh, knew that was a movie coming out. Yeah, so, there's. No, an, I haven't seen that. It might not be the exact name of the movie, but it's Disney's Elements, and no elements can touch. It's 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 a new movie coming out, and it kind of reminds you of Inside Out. A little. So even the, their the, new, even the new concept of an idea is, is a rehashed idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminds me of. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm gonna watch it. I'm not trying to throw poo poo on it, but. My point is, I just, it, it reminds me of Inside Out. That's what it reminds me of. The whole, and the, uh, I, how can I, this, the psychedelic way it's being done, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it just reminds me, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope it's great. It, it would be good teaching. I mean, it's good teaching to teach all the kids the elements because I don't, I don't, I don't see the element table out there much anymore, John, do you? <laughs> Well, well, actually, Doug has been watching Big Bang Theory, so yeah, there of you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, dude, I watch that every night. I love that show. I love that show. Final Har harmonious barges removed. Yay, we already discussed that, but it can be applauded again. Disney celebrates National Streaming Day with two dollars Hulu offer. You missed that if you're listening to this now, but uh, they're supposed to be combining all three of them too, John. Yeah, I see that down here. It will move to a one-app experience for streaming of Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. That'd be nice, just to be able to open one app and have everything in one place. So. Yeah, just hope they don't combine it all into one and charge me three times more. <laughs> that's probably what's going to happen. 
but I hope not. Well, because I have. Well, them. since all right, Doug. Since we do a lot of uh, railing against Disney, I will mention something that's actually pretty decent of them. And then I don't know what how that came around, but uh, as the cast member, we now get free uh, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN. Very good. You deserve yeah. it. You should. Yeah, at one time, like two or two and a half years ago, it was you, could you had pick the choice. This. Yeah, or your main gate passes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let me think. I'm going to spend ten, uh, what, eight dollars a month yeah. on that, or I can give up my tickets for the parks. <laughs> ah, gee, tough decision. <laughs> but yeah, and the thing is, now you're all your main gate passes are back because the parks aren't crowded. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. Let these parks get crowded again, and they'll give you that option again, John. That's all I'm saying. To you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's saying move to one app. I don't know when this is going to happen. I just know it's going to be a pain in the butt because I got to find all my passwords again. <laughs> you know, instead of letting it automatically stream into one app, they're going to have to make you re-sign everything. You know. Yeah, probably, and, and have to reset everything. And yes, and Dougie will be screaming and crying. Uh, Disney review unveils new trailer and poster for a Haunted Mansion movie. Are they going to get this one right? I want it to be good so bad, John. Yeah, you and me both, Doug. This one I have high, high hope for and the new Indiana Jones movie. It's like, uh, you know, you you put it all out there. Please, please be good. <laughs> so I hope so. I yeah, really do. I pretty much like everybody in this. I mean... I like Danny DeVito and Rosario Dawson, and I like Owen Wilson and Tiffany Haddish. I do like the cast. So we'll see if... Uh, I hope it's good. If, Dude, Disney, all you got to do is put a camera on the goddamn ride vehicle, and you'd be, <laughs> it'd be better than, <laughs> than the last one you did with it. And I love Eddie Murphy. But seriously, John, wouldn't if they just put a 4D, ultra 4D camera on the front of one of the Doom buggies, it would have been better than the Eddie Murphy one? Yeah, that was that was a tough one to watch. So. Uh, although not as bad as from what I've heard the the Gutenberg version of Tower of Terror. I've never seen that, but I've just heard it's a a, a huge garbage ball. So. <laughs> uh, it's like they stop trying, dude, when they do these, just because they already have the you know cachet of the movie. You know what I'm saying? The power of what what they're making. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say. Out of one to five, Jungle Cruise was maybe a two and a half. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't real good either. So, dude, that would have been so much better. Again, I, I, again, I'm beating the Kentucky Derby winner again. But they casted that wrong. I love The Rock, but he's not a. We needed Jack Black or or Kevin Hart. You needed you need. Did you ever think of? Have you ever been on one of those boats and the guy reading to you was The Rock? <laughs> Yeah, not even close. Uh, I pity the fool riding this boat, the boat, you know, Hulk Hogan uh, or whatever. Now, 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 yeah, now yeah. Rock turned into Mr. T. But yeah, okay. but, yeah, Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, whatever. But you get my point. No, nobody like that is reading the Jungle Cruise spiel. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, it would have been cool to see uh, a young comedic actor playing yes. that role. It would have been so been much better. Idea. Maybe somebody a little overweight, a little pudgy. That would have been perfect uh, casting. But. Anything. A, a, a young woman skipper captain. It's funny, hilarious, like Mrs. Maisel telling jokes. You, 
my point is, could you see see taking your eight year old on there and the rocks telling those jokes? <laughs> They'd be scared to death. Look at the alligator! Ah! <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose. Am I wrong? Uh, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yes. I mean, come on, man. I mean, they just casted that so wrong. Again, laziness. And again, I'll say it a thousand times. Just like the Lone Ranger. We didn't need Johnny Depp in that movie. You could have made... Dude, a lot of people to watch the Lone Ranger have just been normal. Am I wrong? It didn't have to be... Like, I don't know why they got to make everything in the slapstick comedies, too. Do you? No. No. It, I, I don't know why it has to be like that. And But, th I mean, they have... Uh... Like you said, Doug, they have good casting on this, but generally the casting is pretty decent on some of these movies. I mean, the, I guess the problem is they go for the big stars instead yeah. of trying to get the people that would actually fit the roles the best. Yeah. You know, but we'll again, see. Uh, again, I've like not. I've I've probably seen almost every. Me and Brenda started watching that. It's still in my queue on on uh, Disney Plus, uh, the Jungle Cruise. I've watched most of it, like, but we have to watch it in 10-minute increments. I'll put it on here and there just to get it finished, if you follow me. But <laughs> it, I, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of stuff started like that, Doug, and I've got to the point where if you don't grab me in the first 20 minutes or so, you're done. Well, and I have to I, – I do that with books, too, because I read a lot and I listen to a lot of books, and then, and I can't make myself listen. I, I hate wasting time, so, well, you know. If, I do if, this you stupid – You don't get me. I do this stupid show, so I kind of have to be a little educated when I... With all the complaining I do, I have to know. I have to actually watch most of it. Except for, I do not have to watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because I hate Johnny Depp. <laughs> you made your own caveat there. That's not fair. If you're going to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> no, I can't watch him, dude. It, there's a thing in our, neighbor, in our area on the Anthony Gargano show. It's called Hate the Face. People in the area that we hate, players, athletes, you just look at them, you hate the face. I look at Johnny Depp, I just hate the face. I just I just can't stand the man. And again, I like 21 Jump Street. But I don't know how a guy from Kentucky became British. I just don't know how it happens, John. But You got rich? Yeah. But I'm, ex I'm excited about it all being in one as long as I have my password, John. Oh. There you go. And Disney launches new activewear uh, collaboration with Outdoor Voices. We don't need to care about that, do we, John? Uh, no, not really. And what else do we have here? I got, we got the other side. Oh, they did a. Uh, the Ready Creek Fire Company has uh, made a deal, John. So the fire company union, after years of uh, trying to get a deal done, they finally got their raises and stuff, which is pretty substantial, and they deserve it. I mean, I don't know how you fight with the fire company about that, and their EMTs about what they're supposed to make, but you'll give Bob Iger his $30 million bonus. You know, I mean, it, we as a world, we are so out of, out, of, out of whack. It's crazy. Am I wrong? No, Doug, but we're, we're me and you are every bit as guilty as anybody else. I mean, uh, we sit and watch NFL football and NBA basketball where the, the players are making ungodly amounts of money. And, and we, we, I mean, we do it. So it, it's hard to, but yeah, in, in a real world, wouldn't you pay the policemen and the firemen and the, and the military at least a quarter of what, uh, you know, the uh, Tom Brady or Jimmy Butler gets paid? 
Oh, 100%. We 100%. So, but we don't. I mean, so. No, it's it's disgusting is what it is. But, yeah, they got a nice raise, so they deserved it. And uh, I'm happy for them because they've been working the last couple of years on no uh, – on no uh, on no contract at all which is i don't know how a union does that for that long i mean we've worked for a few months while things were being hashed out on a prior plan but i don't know how you go years (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah we did six months so yeah yeah, to wait for our contract and uh, speaking of they still haven't given us our raise so they're gonna have to give us another retro check for another two months so, Why is that? How it, how is that possible? You like, tell me, buddy. They can figure out how to take. <laughs> they can figure out how to take our money at every turn, but they can't pay out crap. Am I, it's so sad, dude. You guys get treated so bad for a company that looks so good, and everybody loves so much. The way cast members are treated is disgusting, in my opinion. Well, uh, just the just the rate of pay difference between the executive branch and, and everybody else, you know, and I'm not just talking about the frontline cast members. I mean, the, the leaders and everything, all the, all the people that, that until you get to a certain point, you, you're making pittance compared yeah. to what the big guys are making or, and big girls or There's some, some women up there too, that are making gobs of money. Or just like you said, what you could make with your CDL out on the, and uh, anywhere else. You, you can make more yeah. than what you're making. Yeah, and uh, that's actually going to be... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to tell you later, but yeah, that's that might be an option at some point, something that is soon. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might be having, I might be looking for another job very soon. Or actually, I am already, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but yeah. No, I hear you, Johnny. I hear you. For what, the way, like, you know, you guys should be treated better than what you are. It's a shame for the money that place makes. Like they're pissed off instead of making seventeen billion, they only made fifteen billion, and and you guys suffer for. Like, okay, make fourteen billion and pay your cast members so people ain't sleeping in their cars. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you can't say anything. I, this is Doug Davis speaking. Nothing to do with my <laughs> partner here. He totally disagrees yeah, I, with me on every comment. I just I can't I can't understand how some of the people that do work at Disney are actually living in Orlando anymore because uh, we looked into rent and apartments and stuff and it it has just blown up so much and I mean I guess they must have three or four roommates to afford a room yeah. because yeah if you're making what they pay out there and then you're trying to live in an apartment anywhere around property I I just don't get it. It's sad when the vloggers make more money than the cast members. <laughs> I mean, John, you should just get a camera and go to work, buddy. Start streaming there. You probably make more money on YouTube doing that. We back you with the show. Than, than, there you go. You know, but it, it's just sad. And you and they treat you better. Like you, They'll have cast member previews. You guys got to all get lucky enough to get on it. And if you're a vlogger like Lou, he gets to the front of the line 10 times. And you don't even work there. It's just so backwards. Is it's crazy? Am I wrong? Yeah. Hey, fly down. We'll put you up in the contemporary for the week. These other podcasts and stuff like that, and you know they get to go to the. It's just nuts. It's really nuts. I'll tell you what. One of the positive things about that campus, like 
everybody's up in arms about the jobs for construction and stuff like that's going to be lost because of that campus. John, there is so much building going on around there. You guys don't have people to do the jobs. Your unemployment rate's the lowest in the country, John. It's like Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like you every everybody I know that does own a place in that area are complaining that there's nowhere to go. They're, they're, the roads or the streets are not under construction. Am I wrong? The uh Florida ever since I've lived here and I've lived here my entire life. Most of Central Florida, Central Florida specifically, has this tendency to build, 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 and worry about infrastructure later. They yes. never, ever keep pace with the, the construction of the roads before the actual buildings. Uh, when you leave property now, and you, I drive past Flamingo Crossings every day on the way home, that all of that has been done with no idea of the closest schools the closest high school the closest uh middle well, school uh, none of it's been done with roads it's just so stupid do you want an explanation of that john it's money 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 well, money money well, money, well, money i'll money. even take it one step deeper we have the same problem here it's because the people building this stuff it's privately funded and they do their buildings in hilton and disney and all can't wait to get their crap up but the government itself has the corruptness and the money is allocated so many other places that they fall behind doing the infrastructure for you. So when it relies on our government to take care of anything, it never gets done. Am I wrong? Yeah, but the permits to build those places. They don't care. Be, They're getting the money yeah, well, to build it. Yeah, but it shouldn't be done until the infrastructure is there to support it. Well, that mayor and the governor and the state officials, they don't care. They're taking the money from all them. And then Hilton and them, oh, I got to have my building up. I got to get beds in the heads. I bought this property. I'm paying taxes on it now. I need to get it built. So they get it built, but they don't have a damn street to get to their hotel properly is what the problem is. And then and then you've got 20,000 people living within yes. a half a mile of property, but it takes you uh, – it takes literally – as long to get the five miles, if I leave at four o'clock or four thirty, it takes an hour to get off of Disney property, and then it takes me another hour just to get home. The other sixty-five miles I can do in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> that, that first five will mm -hmm. take an hour because there's that the traffic is so atrocious. Yes, so. and and again, Disney just keeps building. Universal just keeps building, and. They take care of their roads inside your part of their establishment, but all the outside that don't don't think they haven't paid for that, but they just don't get done. The government moves at a different pace than the rest of us, John. I got a street here. It's called Route 42. It runs into 295. It's kind of like I-4 running into 92, running into Delaware Turn into Florida Turnpike. You know that whole area. You know that area, John. Of course you do. Well, we have the same thing here. It has literally been under construction, this area on 42 by 295, since I've been seven freaking teen, John. <laughs> it's almost done. No, no, it ain't. Every time it gets close to being done, they realize they screwed up and have to reconfigure it, John. They did an off-ramp here on Cross Keys Road that I told my wife when it was done, it was so antiquated, it was ridiculous. They had everybody crossing traffic. They're going to have to redo it. They had to redo it, John. They redid it like three years after they originally did it. Yep. <laughs> it, it, and again, it's our government. It, it's, it's the way it's run. Everything else it, it, around it gets built on time. 
every all the buildings are up on time because I know when we get that schedule, we'll get a schedule to do a hotel or a building. And okay, guys, you got 11 months. The minute you start putting tape on the wall, by the way, the schedule is reconfigurated. We need it in three and a half months. <laughs> you know, and the government now goes, this will be done in three years. Oh, now it's five years. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> seven years. Just the opposite, dude. And that's the problem. One's going one way with, with getting stuff done and the other one's going the other way. And me and you pay for it, John. And sit in traffic. Yes. Yeah, it's sad. You sit, it takes you longer to get off property than it does to get the rest of the way. It does, it does 65 <laughs> miles to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's disgusting. Every every news site has Harmonious Live leaving Disney Plus. Who gives two farts, John? What else do we have here? You see anything else, John? Not a whole lot. I mean, a whole lot of it is the, the stupid political thing. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a whole lot of that news. And but. this week, Disney announced permanent closure of Star Wars Star Cruiser. That's another one. They wrote it a different way. Figment Little Golden Book debuting. That'll be at Epcot. They're they're doing a lot again. I will say they use Figment a lot in Flower and Garden and Food and Wine and all. And I'm glad they do that. I'm glad. I'm, gl I'm glad they haven't taken him away as the official you know, sponsor of of Walt Disney or the character. You know what I'm saying? No, no. And he, as far as I know, he's the only only uh, character that has it doesn't have a a movie or anything like that. He's a an original concept just for just for Epcot, just for Journey into Imagination. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite characters, that's for sure. Yeah, I love Figment. And uh, I even like Dave, even though he uses the Figment name. Uh, so I'm going to do, what we're going to do, John, is, and get, you know, because I know you want to go, it's getting a little long. Not as long as it normally is, but I'm going to grab two more menus and then we'll call it a day. How's that sound? We're ending some fun with some food. You happy with you let's okay eat. with that? Yeah, let, let, let's get something to eat. Yeah, let's let's go. Well, I'm I'm going through the all ears site. So we'll give them a plug. I'm looking for the updates. Uh, where are we at? Which one do you we want to do? You pick one, and I'll pick one. Okay, I'll pick one first. Where are we gonna be? Uh, they updated La Cellier in May, John. Should we Ooh. see what they updated? Do it. Yeah, let's see what they updated. Could be all the same, but we'll talk about it anyway. How's that sound? What's the update here? They still have our Canadian Canadian cheddar cheese soup, which is delish. Oh, that's the other thing. Before we go into food, I wanted to cover this. I'll give Disney a positive to say it's not just them. What do you think a beer costs, a 16-ounce beer? at the Golden State Warriors Stadium. Oh, oh, holy crap. Uh, I'll say $18. Ooh, you were close. $17.30. Yep. Now, who do you think the second highest bum crumb team charges? Bum crumb team. Uh, uh, I'll go $17. And what team do you think that is? Bum crumb team, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that would be the Lakers. No, the bum crumb team is the Celtics. They're the second, believe it oh, or not. Oh, okay. In Boston greedy ones. 
they're 17.25. And then third is actually the Nuggets, which drops all the way down to 14.75, John. Believe it or not, the Knicks shows you how much of a classier team they are than the Celtics. New York City charges 13.75. They're almost $4 less than those crumbs in Boston. <laughs> Celtic bombs. Dude, my Sixers is 23rd in the league. They only charge only, I'm saying. They only charge 9.25 for a 16 ounce beer. That's not horrible. 16 no. ounces, no. not 12. So but, no, I mean, uh, actually, Doug, and you were going to bring it back to Disney. Yeah. What do you think? I I, I, I grabbed a Bud Light when I was at uh, Epcot the other day, and I, I did grab, of course, a La Fenda Mon also later. But uh, for that Bud Light, what I pay? Uh, 8.25. Yep. Okay. It's either 8.25 or 8.75. Yeah. So it, it it's not it it's expensive. I mean, when you when you put it in proportion to what you'd pay for a six pack or a twelve pack off property, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's all about location. No, you know, well, I mean, it's so, all about paying yeah, pay. ca- it's paying the cast member to give it to you. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm, keep it properly refrigerated, yeah, and, and I, yeah, I'm so. fine with it. I, I nobody made yeah. me buy that beer. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it's that location, yes. you know. I mean, um, it, you're you're in the middle of Epcot, so yes. yeah, I can pay nine dollars for a beer. I'm okay, okay with that. So, what was yeah. the Le Fin de Monkey Pistamont? That beautiful, tasty beer was, I believe, it was eleven twenty-five. Okay, so. that's not bad. That's still, that's the same for, price. For that beer, that the, yeah, that's not bad at all. Actually. That's the same, dude. Believe it or not, the Lakers only charge eleven dollars for a beer. The Miami Heat charge eleven twenty five. The cheapest team in the league is where is uh what do you think the cheapest team in the league is, John? Oklahoma City. Dude, you were close to Thunder six dollars. There's one team beneath them. Wow. The, one of my most hated players played for them. Won a championship with them too. Oh, a championship. So it's definitely not I was gonna say New Orleans. Uh I don't know. Who would be cheaper than six dollars? Holy crap. Milwaukee. Yeah. No. Even though you would think they make beer there. They have their yeah, own yeah. old Milwaukee. Go. <laughs> uh, what I was gonna go with that, but. Yeah, what is the Milwaukee? Let's see. Uh no, and Sa- St. Louis doesn't have a team anymore. I mean, I would have to think that the if Bucks you went to a Cardinal No I'm, I'm sorry, the Bucks are eleven fifty. Yeah, what were you saying? I was going to say, I would have to think if you went to a Cardinals game in St. Louis, that beer better be $5. It better be. I mean, it's literally made. (laughs) They probably have an underground tap running there. (laughs) I would think so, wouldn't you? I mean, Crump Bum, LeBron James' original team, the Cavaliers. Oh, okay. 525, John. Holy crap. Yeah. You can get toasted at a Cavaliers game. I guess they want you to you be. You can buy three beers yeah. for the price of one in yeah. <laughs> Golden State. So, holy yeah. Dude, man. you could buy three beers and a pretzel and be the same price <laughs> as at the Warriors game or the Crumb Bomb Celtics. Celtics, seventeen twenty-five a beer after they played those two games against the Heat. What? How ridiculous. But anyway. And Cleveland has to have a decent crowd. I wonder how they base the price of what they charge for alcohol. That's weird that it would be that. I mean, because it's not like there's nobody going to those games. So Mm. that's weird. I mean, the Pacers are seven twenty-five. The Atlanta Hawks are six seventy-five. The Detroit Pistons are six seventy-five. 
Then the Oklahoma City Thunder is only six bucks. So I, I'm sorry I brought this up, but I thought it would be fun to, to show that. <laughs> Beer costs around yeah. the country. <laughs> yeah. NBA arenas. Well, we are, we're at the Main Street Pub, right? We have to talk beer every go. once in a while. So anyway, let's get back to Le Cellier. We'll read the menu here, John. Canadian cheddar cheese soup, which we all love. It is absolutely flipping fantastic. We disagree on that at all, John? No, that's the best ever. As congested as I am right now, as you can all hear, I went on, I've been hacking and sneezing, sneezing my allergies. I would eat five bowls of that right now and just deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, made with mu- Moosehead Pale Ale. And you know, dude, that's my favorite beer, Moosehead. I, I, it cracks me up. The, I'll go out to a bar or whatever and I ask for a Moosehead and some of these younger generation look at me like, there's something seriously wrong with me, which there is, there is, but like half the people haven't even heard of Moosehead, John. That, that's, that's criminal. Do you, do you like a Moosehead? It's okay. I mean, it's about, I, I would put it on par with Bud Light and I no, like Bud Light. So dude, it's, it's better than it's, Bud Light. Come on. Uh, it has a lot more kick than Bud Light too. It's like, well, all those Canadian beers have slightly helped higher alcoholic content so yeah moosehead's awesome dude moosehead and modello is uh, uh i'm a mexican canadian at heart john apparently <laughs> i like corona i'm not a big fan of modello modello's okay but it's got for me it's got a uh, slightly odd aftertaste so. yeah unlike la fin de mine <laughs> hey man <laughs> uh, i love you that. know we all can like what we like yes. Doug. it's it's allowable Dude, you like me, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, go. Uh, I don't know why. I got a lot of friends, and I, I question that sometimes. Like, why, <laughs> why are you my friend, John? I mean, really. Uh, I, have to, I have to question you. I had to really think hard about how you can allow yourself to do that, be that. But anyway, it's made with a moosehead, pale ale, and nooski applewood smoked bacon, $13. Dude, food and wine, I highly recommend you try this, but it is awesome. Nice nice January, February day at, at the parks when it's chilly out. Nothing like going in and getting a Canadian soup. Am I wrong? Yeah, it, it it's but what it's one of the things, Doug, that and the Ohana Wings, those were my son's two favorite restaurants on property was La Cellier and uh and uh Ohana and now Thanks to you for one of them, Doug, uh, the, the chicken wings. And thanks to a recipe book on the Canadian cheddar cheese soup, I actually do a very good version of both of those at the house now. And so now he's like, oh, I don't even have to go to parks anymore. I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, well, you said you're home, do it yourself. It tastes great. Well, what I would do is <laughs> say, listen, brat, unless you go to the park with me, I'm no longer making it. You need to figure it out. That's what I would do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but that it, and there's there is something obviously about getting it there anyway. So yeah. and, and like you said, on a on a chilly day, it's it's fantastic and that pretzel bread and well, that's all that's all good stuff. Well, what you need to do, John, is is get one of those uh, lunch boxes to keep everything warm. Make it at the house and then put it in the car and make them drive with you to eat it at Epcot. <laughs> Bring it in with you. There you go. <laughs> get a little a little bench there and. You know, you need to make it in one of your, uh, you need to make it at one of your DVC resorts and then take it into the park and eat it. You can bring lunch in with you. Yeah. 
take in the and a little bit of soup in the thermos. Yes, and the chicken wings in in the container. And <laughs> get a little fin de mont and call it a day, John. Uh, they got artesian cheese and charcuterie platter, which is $21. The bread service here is second to none. We can agree on that, right, John? Uh, I can agree with a lot of food at La Salle, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but the bread service is phenomenal. They're, they're, uh, that uh, pretzel bread, with and I like all their breads, dude. All of them are awesome. Uh, that pretzel bed, bread, though, dipping in that cheddar cheese soup, does it get much better than that? You can make a meal out of that yourself. Let me paint the picture, John. It's a cold, <laughs> it's a cold winter's day at Epcot. Me and the beautiful Brenda arrive at Le Cellier. I order the Canadian cheddar cheese soup. I get my pretzel bread and my moose head, and I look across at Brenda. How much better does life get than that, John? That, that's uh, that's that's spot on right there, isn't yeah, it? That's heaven, dude. Uh, jumbo chilled shrimp. They got trio of seasonal stone fruit. Fruit preparation grilled, compressed, and spicy puree for $21. Slow roasted pork belly. That's really good, too. Have you ever had that there, John, as the appetizer? No, no, I haven't tried that. We had a uh, food and wine festival probably four or five years ago. We got the Brazilian at the Brazilian um, uh, kiosk. We got a, a, a something, I forgot if it was... Uh, sauteed or if it was grilled or what but we got the pork belly and lisa managed to get a bite that had a huge hunk of fat in it uh, uh, well of course it's pork belly it's got fat in it yeah. but you know um but it was unrendered so it was basically a raw piece of fat and so she will not try <laughs> any more pork belly of any sort at walt disney world so uh, so i don't end up with it a whole lot honestly so why do you think my brother's other name is pork belly john <laughs> Did I just say that he does listen from time to time? There might be yeah, a reason yeah, he, why called, I... he called you out about the construction project at the Poly. Yeah, so. so we have the good old, old Tomator Pork Belly is what his name is. Uh, but anyway, Pork Belly is good there, John. It has like this orange uh, glaze with arugula, fennel salad, and citrus for $17. They got a mushroom bisque soup here too, John. I've never tried that. Have you? It's hard to try anything else, Doug. Honestly, <laughs> if I go there, I'm getting the cheddar cheese soup. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I might have to get Brenda. Sounds get, good, though. Yeah, dude, it's it has potatoes in it, John. <laughs> uh, it has morel mushrooms, potatoes, and a cream fresh for thirteen dollars, John. I, Fran, Fran, what is <coughs> fresh? God bless you. Thank you. It's thirteen dollars. Uh, they got a green onion and garlic, green onion and garlic Canadian. It's a Canadian code PEI mussels. Ramp pesto cream with a broiled sabata for $21, John. And then they got fried cauliflower for 18 So there's a couple new things. I don't remember the mushroom bis soup being on there. Do you? No, no, I don't. And the mussels but, seem different too. The PEI mussels, do you, have you ever gotten the mussels there? I haven't. I would like, I would try them there. That sounds like it would be good because you would have to think that uh, cold water mussels would obviously be a, a staple of Canadian seafood, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like it would be something good. Soup and salad. They got a baby iceberg wedge <clears throat> salad at $16 and an heirloom beets and goat cheese salad for $15. Here's the winner for me. Winner, winner, filet dinner, John. <laughs> That's what I say in this house. <laughs> 
Le Cellier Filet Mignon. Triple A Canadian Beef Tenderloin. Mushroom risotto, asparagus, tomato relish, truffle butter sauce. 62 bucks. It's worth it to me, John. But Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. But I keep the poutine there, John, but what do you got to do? I mean, I, I do keep the uh, risotto with it, but John... You got to go to the side, buddy. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, you got to get you some taters, don't you? Yeah. They got new ones here. I've never loaded boars and mashed potatoes here, John. I don't mind Ooh. trying that. Yeah, the more cheese, sour cream, and other crap you can put in my potatoes, the happier I am. Yes, buddy. But yeah, give, me yeah. a, give me a heart attack on a, on a plate. I'm fine. Yeah, I love the risotto, dude. But I got to have, again, I know we're redundant on here. Everybody listens to the show. I bet they wish they had a dollar for every time we said potatoes. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Doug, you're 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 Irish and I'm German. What do you want? I mean, I'm sorry, it is what it is. Yeah. Beer and potatoes—that's what I like. So, yeah. and that's why I look so good in that Celtics hat. You know, I am Irish, so it would be your team. It's sad how uh, I'm how down on myself I am, isn't it, John? <laughs> you're, you're horribly depressed. I, be, I better call you later and check on you. Yes, Make thanks, sure <laughs> uh, USDA prime ribeye steak. It's a herb, gruyere, Yukon golden potatoes, onion, cognac, gravy with crispy onions for $59. The ribeyes, the prime rib's good here too, John. Uh, that's probably what I would get. Uh, that's my favorite cut of, cut of a steak, so I would probably get a ribeye. And you get the Yukon potatoes. You don't have to do a side. Exactly. So I get, I get my taters with it. See, I'm just greedy. I, I got to have the risotto too. See, they would replace the risotto for me because they've done it before. But I have to have that risotto. It is really good. Now, at least I get the filet mignon so I can try a bit of a risotto. But I get my taters with my, my ribeye. Go. So I'm a good man. The thing that always pisses us off, today's sustainable fish. Selection with ginger, carrot, ginger puree, Swiss chard, petite carrots, and a tagarashi glaze for $45, which it doesn't sound bad, but if you give me tilapia, I, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you don't disagree I, I, with that? I, I just think there's there's like some guy with his nets out in the ocean and he's and he's catching stuff and he's going, oh, good, sustainable fish, sustainable <laughs> fish, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what, I was, that's what we were after. Tonight on Go Deadliest Catch, we catch sustainable fish. <laughs> Throw back that snapper and that yellowfin tuna. We don't want that. We want that sustainable fish. Yeah, it's just stupid. I hate it. And I hate when you ask the waitress or waiter and they don't know what it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that that really aggravates me. What is today's sustainable fish? Yes. I mean, literally, all these restaurants, as you walk through the door, they should have a poster of what today's sustainable fish is. So I know. Yeah, if you're going to change it all the time. Yes. So, yeah, let us know if it's snapper or if it's uh, tuna or if it's salmon or, yeah, yeah, what is the fish that is sustainable for today? Yeah, because usually what ends up happening, a lot of times uh, I'll go to the waitress, you know what, oh, I have to go back and ask the chef. No, they should know what the sustainable fish is. Uh, USDA Prime New York Strip Steak, John. Canadian cheddar pretzel bread pudding. Garlic, peppercorn, butter, and arugula caramelized onion for $54. What is this Canadian cheddar pretzel bread pudding we speak of here, John? I don't know, but that sounds like a little bit of heaven. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure that one out. 
Oh, that sounds fantastic. I like a New York strip too. So yeah. Yeah. And I just coughed on, I'm, I'm, I'm congested. So I just fell into the Lumangello there. Uh, oh, well. Dry age pork chop. I couldn't get to the mute button. The, my hand, I got a hanging earpiece, uh, headphones, and I tried to get to the mute and, uh, I got caught up in our wire here, John. Uh, Dry-aged pork chop, goat cheese, polento, smoked tomato jam, citrus butter, and pea tender drills for $44. Now, that sounds really good, but I barely ever order pork chops out ever. Do you? Yeah, same thing as the chicken, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And I don't know why, because of all the stuff that I grill at the house, I grill more steak than anything else. So it would seem like when you, well, no, I grill a lot of chicken too. Yeah, me but too. It, it seems like, and I like pork. I mean, it seems like I would get pork out every mm. once in a while. But yeah, it's the same thing. If I'm out, I'm going to probably get a steak. So, Dude, I just did a barbecue pork tenderloin on the grill the other day. Oh my God, was it so good. It was delicious. Nice. Not usual. I pat myself on the back. But, <laughs> you know. But that does sound good. But the only place I get chicken out, dude, is Chick-fil-A, which, again, half the people complain about chick. But And uh, homecoming. I love the chicken and homecoming. But it's different. It's a treat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fried chicken. So, yeah. 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 And I always do grilled. Yep. Uh, we got a bison strip loin, John. Kabacha squash, roasted cauliflower, Jerusalem artichokes, black garlic sage, and a Bernese sauce for $54. I don't think I've ever had a bison strip loin. I might have to try that. It would be so hard to talk yourself into that, though, with uh, all those good-looking steaks sitting on the, grill, on the on the menu that you know you like before. But it would it would be interesting. And I haven't had any any buffalo or bison that other than the burger that's the mm -hmm. only one i've tried is the burger at uh um at wilderness lodge so but yeah it would it, it'd be interesting if you were there with like maybe four or five people and you get one person to try it and everybody take a bite <laughs> yeah. well my next trip john i got all these gift cards and if it's if it, if it's a solo trip i might go here five times and try to hold me <laughs> yeah. let me try that pork job yeah, yeah what the heck no but me and brenda if i pray to god she's once can go with me uh but i i, I might eat here a couple times because it's it hasn't been like it's been you can actually get reservations here now without us oh yeah or a smart ass kid smile do you have anything for lunch <laughs> are you kidding me sir uh, who are you laughing at dude brenda calm down <laughs> calm down no really what are you laughing about i i, I used to come here all the time and walk in for reservations don't act like i'm stupid stupid <laughs> <laughs> I think Doug just had a whole conversation with himself. Yes, I did. Well, I'm, I'm reminiscing about an argument I had that Mrs. I, I, Davis yes. had to remove me from Le Cellier. Well, don't, tell me, John, you don't, do you not like the smug laugh when somebody's trying to make you seem stupid? And they think just by laughing, they're not being an ass to you? You know these people. I think, I think, I think they know that they're, they're being an ass. Yes. yes. So when I called him out on it, he did squirm like a little fish. He was the sustainable fish of on the restaurant. Well, there you day, go. John. You didn't have to ask. Yeah, you knew what the sustainable. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's Brett from uh, Collins yeah. College. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they got a tortori. Is that how you would say it, John? Tortori, tortori. 
T-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-E, tortery? Sure. It's a tort. But anyway, it's a Canadian pie. Braised endive, snap peas, fruit, ketchup, plant-based demi-glaze. We're out. 34 bucks. And, dude, this is really good. I I thought this used to be an appetizer, but now they have it as a side dish. Don't you remember as the poteen being an appetizer, not a side dish? Uh, the last time I went there, I don't even think it was on the menu. Uh, I know with the popularity of poutine finally moving down here, it, it, it got put onto the menu. So, yeah, I don't even remember it being on there. But uh, last time I looked at the menu, it was like a whole – there was a whole section of just poutine. So. Yeah, well, I know uh, – yeah, they got a couple here. But I know Jen and Scott have been eating it there for years now. They're the ones that originally – you know, I seen a video of theirs uh, bragging about it and then – that's the first time I was aware of how good it was here. So, But they got their signature protein is uh, fresh cut fries, Canadian cheddar, cheese curds, truffles, and a red wine reduction for 14 bucks. It's actually a side dish. And, hey, John, that might not be a bad sign for <laughs> a couple of these steaks, my friend. What do you think? It would, Doug. It, it honestly would. But I don't know. Uh, poutine to me is is your classic street food. And... What are you trying I, I to say, almost, John? <laughs> I, well, I want to I wanna almost be outside walking around with a, a plate of poutine or something like that. It, it's very – it, it seems – One thing I will say about it, it, it better be freaking hot. There's yeah, nothing worse yeah. than getting – I'm not uh, even well, – I, yeah, I don't even want fries, it warm. Yeah. I want it hot. I mean, poutine yep. should be served where the first bite of fry you take, you burn your mouth. Am I wrong? absolutely because it has to it has to melt the stuff or it's not if those curds aren't right on the cusp of melting it's not good poutine so yeah that gravy needs to be hot too because that's how it was when i met you judith and remember we rented the house i met you guys at the at the springs and we got that poutine that night it was like and it was a chilly night it was one of those nights where Lisa stole your jacket. You look stupid in a tank top freezing because she wouldn't bring. <laughs> like, dude, you had such a rookie mistake. I never go anywhere with Brenda without bringing a jacket for her. There's been a thousand times. I, I don't want or need a jacket. That jacket is in the car, dude. So that was a rookie mistake by you. So that's all I'm that's, saying. Doug, that's not a rookie mistake. That's a, I don't need a jacket. I don't need a jacket. And she, she will actually take it out of the car and put it back in the house. And then she gets there and, and purposely goes, oh, I need a jacket now. So I have to buy her a new one. Yeah. It's it's a it's a ongoing chess match. Yeah, well, that chess <laughs> match that would is. be lost because I'd have one in the car before she even seen it. And then it would be in the backpack going in the parks because there's been yeah many, I think that's what yeah. I'm gonna have to hide one in the car. So. Yes, you need believe me, dude. That's what you need. Brenda, there's been so many times. Brenda's sister, it's 58 degrees out. We're going to parks. She has open-toed shoes on. You might want to wear sneakers. Like, like they act <laughs> like you're attacking them. No, you're gonna freeze. And then we're at the park. <laughs> it's so cold. It's so cold. Well, I, I did make you bring your sneakers. Thank God she had her sneakers with her, John. But it's just the point. They, they sometimes fashion is not needed. You need warmth. Am I wrong? Uh, well, Doug, you see it every once in a while. Or I see it quite often. Is is the women going into the parks with high heels on? Yes. Really? Stop. What are you gonna do? I mean, stop it. You know you're here to walk. Put your tennis shoes on. Yes. Do not wear heels to freak in the park. Or even, even if you're going, even flip flops. It's there's no support. 
and who wants I I I I don't get it. I don't want I don't want my feet up on something where everybody else is once that's just me. But even if you're gonna get nice sandals or get something orthotic that has some but you'll see some of these people with the flip-flops that you buy at Target for 10 bucks, you know, have no support. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm 90, talking about. Yeah, the 99-cent white yeah. fold ones with yes. the red plastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. good luck uh, wearing that all day. Yeah, the ones you should only buy to wear out, to, which I've never had. I wear sneakers to the beach, and you can judge me all you want. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if I was going to wear them ever, I can proudly say I'm 55 years old. And I've never had a flip-flop or a sandal on this foot, and there never will be. But that's right. neither here nor there. I, I will counter that by saying I'm 51 years old, and I proudly have wore flip-flops or sandals more than I have wore tennis shoes yes. or work boots. There you go. So. There we go. But there's our... And, but we're okay with that. That's okay. okay. But my point is, you only want to buy those cheap ones if you're going to wear it out to the beach and you don't mind losing them in the sand. That's about all they're there good you go. for. You need some kind yeah, of support not to walk around. Away. Yeah. Yeah, I've been walk with, around Walt Disney World all day. I've been with people. Oh, the front of my shins are hurting so bad. I don't know what that is. It's called shin splints because you have no support in your shears. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, I digress again. But yeah, poteen needs to be hot. When that day we got it there, I mean it was chilly out, but it's still no excuse because the minute I got it, I could feel it was warm. And I I don't want a warm beer. I don't want warm poteen. We can all agree on that. Yep, yep, yep. So, what else we have here? You got a loaded boys and mashed potatoes, a gorgonzola, gorgonzola cream spinach, La Cellier beef, bourgnon, bourgnon poutine, John. That sounds pretty good. With a bourgnon yep. gravy. That sounds pretty good. Cabernet glaze, creamy mushrooms, maple whiskey glaze, Brussels sprouts, which they sound pretty good. Maple sweet potato casserole, John. That's pretty good, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah, and, does sound. And they had to do it to us, John. Bacon smoked gouda macaroni and cheese, John. Oh, boy. And provolone, fototina, asiago, parmigiana, Laura Chanel goat cheese. They got all the cheeses in here, John, for 13 bucks. And then you got your creme brulee for dessert, which I know Johnny likes, right? Yeah, actually, the, that's what I've got for dessert every time we've been there. And they got the warm pecan brownie butter tart, chocolate mousse maple leaf, artesian cheese plate, and a chocolate caramel bar. And which I noticed they don't have here, John, is um, the last time me and Brenda got dessert here, we got the uh, the s'mores. That used to be a big... That used to be their most popular dessert there for a while, remember? The Canadian s'mores, it was really good. Uh, no, no, I guess I guess they uh, lost interest, huh? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. They ran out of graham crackers, I don't know. <laughs> and then you got your your beers by the bottle and your ice wines and all. So which one do you want to go to, John? Because I was long on mine. I know you're aggravated with me. Oh, we'll be okay. Uh, Doug, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go out of the parks and over to my home DVC resort. We're gonna eat at the Turf Club here. Okay, let me get the Saratoga Springs here on the old iPad, John, so I can actually see what we're doing. 
You could start us off while I get there. All right. So you've got your French onion soup, caramelized onions, rich beef broth, melted Swiss and Gruyere cheese with a crouton for nine bucks. Grilled artichokes. This sounds interesting. Grilled artichoke hearts, crispy baby artichokes, roasted garlic tahini sauce. And, of course, Doug, why did you do it to me? The site reloads for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> okay, so what are we on? The grilled artichokes? Yeah, yeah, crispy baby artichokes, roasted garlic tahini sauce, pickled golden raisins, roasted shallots. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. So, I like art. I love artichokes, so that, that sounds pretty good tasty. It's not bad for 12 bucks either. No, no. Uh, chopped salad with salami, blue cheese, red onion, pickled apricots, and roasted shallot vinaigrette. Frito misto. Uh, battered calamari, shrimp, broccolini, green beans, and pepperoncini. I've never had a fried pepperoncini, have you? No. I know oh, Robbie has. Good. Robbie had a... <laughs> uh, served with spicy marinara sauce and garlic aioli. Charcuterie for two. Chef selection cheeses, cured meats, and house-made accompaniments for 22 and New York cider braised mussels, garlic, chorizo, fennel, Fresno chili, apple cider, and grilled baguette for 18 That sounds good, too. Yeah, the prices here ain't bad. They range from $9 for the soup to $22 for the charcuterie board. And the Frito, and, and that's for two people. Yeah, so, yeah. And the Frito Miso with the battered calamari and shrimp in it with broccolini for $16. If you get at least three shrimp, that's a hell of a deal on Disney property. <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, that sounds very shareable, too. Yeah. You know, I doubt if you just get one shrimp, or one shrimp, one calamari, you probably get at least two of each. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the entrees, you got a pan-seared salmon, roasted fingerling potatoes, caramelized root vegetables with tomato nage, herb pesto, and pepernata for thirty-one fifty. And, and then, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, thirty-one fifty, dude, I... I pay more than that almost at the local diner here anymore. So that's not, these aren't bad <laughs> prices for being on property, John. I mean, dude, I went to this uh, pizza place the other day. Okay, tell me what I paid for this, John. I got, it's Sarducci's. They, they're a popular uh, pizza place around here. There was one up by my union hall in Philly. They opened a new one down here, so I wanted to try it. I got, they got a square long pie. And you know how... Uh, how can I put this? Uh, Sicilian is this big square pie. Yeah. Well, this is the same thing, but the box comes it's rectangle, so it's the same size, but it's long instead. It's just them being. Well, we got to make it a rectangle. We don't want to <laughs> have our stuff the same as everybody else's. So we're gonna do the square Sicilian, but a longer pie. Okay. So that's how they do that. We got that. I got a cheesesteak and I got a hoagie. So I got the pie, a cheesesteak, and a hoagie. What do you think it cost me, John? Did you get any toppings on that on that pie? Uh, green peppers just... and onions, John. Green peppers and onions and uh, cheesesteak cheese and, 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 and an Italian hoagie. I'm gonna go fifty-one dollars. Sixty-eight bucks, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I... Good thing you didn't add any chicken wings to that, dude. I puckered up when I gave him my American Express. <laughs> 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 I mean. I mean Sixty-eight bucks for a pizza and two sandwiches, John. A few years ago, and and I know every year prices go up, but it's been so it's been crazy, the rise of everything. It it's just crazy, but that would have been forty bucks. 
Yeah, uh, that's pretty steep for, for I a mean, pie and two sandwiches. Uh, hopefully it was really, really good. It, the sandwiches were really good. The pie was okay. Pie won't, pie was edible, but it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't what okay. I remember, John. But, you know, you're talking uh, sandwiches, $10 a piece, pie, 20 bucks, $40. I mean, now you're talking pie, 30 bucks, sandwiches, 15 bucks plus tech. I mean, tax. Then you're standing there, you feel like you, they got tip jars everywhere. It's like... You just robbed me without a gun, but I got to give a tip, I guess. Yeah, and and I really hate it now. Um, we finally got a Starbucks in town, and I, Doug, do the people at Starbucks work any harder than the people at McDonald's? Do they get uh, do they get paid less than the people at McDonald's? So why are you? Why am I obligated to tip a Starbucks guy, but I don't tip a McDonald's guy? Yeah. Your 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 from your 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 question is stumps me. Don. <laughs> I, I don't understand <laughs> it. No I, I really don't. I mean, why is it harder to to make a coffee than to to grill hamburgers and and fry French fries? I, Maybe because you're a barista. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Did you have to go to barista school for no. that? I, I I don't know, but. No. But anyhow, you, yeah, it, and it's on the register, so you put your card in to pay for it, and then the it cop, pops up, and the. Uh, cashier sitting there looking at you yeah like, and that's the only time they're, me, yeah. and it's the only time they're paying attention to you is when the tip comes the rest of the time yeah. they're filing yeah. their fingernails or dudes looking at his phone or doing the, then they stare right at you when it's tip time yeah man so. no anyhow but, but no, <laughs> speaking of tips we're at the brigada eating dinner i mean i eat my bright actually this job came to an end and I got to eat downstairs a few days. They have the food court, so I went down for breakfast the last week. It was nice because I had time to go down and actually eat. But you go up to the counter and order the food, and then you go sit at a table with, kind of like over at, over at uh, at Contemporary uh, Contempo Cafe, how they you order yeah. it and they deliver. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a couple of places like that now where it's mixed between yeah. a counter service and a table service. So I'm sitting there and. Uh, you order your food at the counter, and then they give you a number, and, and the lady brings out your silverware and hands it to you. So I end up tipping her. Well, everybody else is acting like they shouldn't tip, and I'm like in an argument. Now, John, if they bring out the food and the drink, I mean, bring out the, your silverware, bring your food to you, and then remove your food from in front of you, don't you think that lady deserves some kind of tip? Yeah, it's the same thing as Wolfgang Pucks, right? I mean, or the, at least the old version of Wolfgang Pucks over there. Yeah. Where you'd stand in line at the register, and then they'd bring your pizza out to you. And then if you needed a refill on your sodas, they'd go get your refill. Or they brought your beer out to you. So, I But, dog, honestly, I don't give them as big a tip no, as no, I do. No, no, I give her a to, couple bucks. I walk dinner. up to yeah. her because yeah. she's standing up by the right. She does everybody's. But I'm watching the other jerks I work with not get Most of the guys were, but some weren't giving her anything. I don't understand how she brings a table of five people. Everybody don't give her at least two bucks. She should get a ten dollar tip. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. people are so cheap, dude. And and we'll speak on me. I, I got one more other thing. I digress, and then I'll let you do this. <laughs> and I'll ask you if you think this is wrong of me because I just thought about it. I my car because I've been working down there it got pretty filthy and it has to go into the shop on Monday. So I cleaned it, washed it, and all. And I go to the the car wash where it used to be ten minutes of wash for a $5 bill you put in the machine and you know how the hose comes on, John, you do it self-serve. Yep. Okay. Well, now it's down to eight minutes for $5. And the last time I went there, it seemed pretty quick. Now, do you think it's wrong of me because I seen the owner there? I took my iPhone and put on top and turned the timer on for eight minutes as soon as I put the money on and it came... <laughs> <laughs> 
and the water ran out at like seven minutes and 28 seconds. You think it's wrong that hey, I went out and bitched? Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 Uh, you think it's wrong that I gave him an earful because he screwed me out of 30 seconds? Uh, no, not at all. And that would have been entertaining. So, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, this is this is your partner on this show. This is what you got to live with, John. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, just, I just see you go home and tell Brenda that she rolls her eyes and yeah. goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she, I said, do you believe it? She goes, I, I wouldn't believe it if you didn't do it. <laughs> but do you, you don't, do you think that's wrong that I did that? No, he's scamming. No, so, he, he argued back. What's wrong with calling him out on it? Yeah, he said it must be that one. I said, well, <laughs> I, I I would like to time other ones. I said, you ought to look into that. He goes, what are you looking for here? I said, I'm looking for you to have a t- I'm looking for eight minutes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's all? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I get a buck back. <laughs> and I'm not cheap, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe you give me an air freshener, dude. I don't know, but you you robbed me out of 30 seconds. And not being smart, dude, when you're you're right at you hear the beeping come on and you're running around that car like an Olympic sprinter trying to get the rest of the soap off. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, always. The same thing with the air pumps that uh yeah. at when you when you got pump up your tires, you never know what how much time you have left. And so it's frustrating. But anyhow, I just wanted to bring that up. So go ahead, Johnny. <laughs> we're back to uh we're on the prime right. right now. All right. Yeah, uh the reason I wanted to bring this one up is uh, a couple of years ago when uh you guys were down and um uh Judith and Tommy were here also uh tommy really wanted to go to saratoga he said they had the best prime rib that he's had on property was that the and time you guys didn't invite me and brenda over the dinner you used for went out to that you left us out is that the one you're talking about uh, i don't know is it <laughs> i'm just kidding you <laughs> did actually invite us to come actually money kidding, yeah right? that's when we ate at olivia's and you and you stood us up that's what no, it was no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. go ahead <laughs> Now, I don't like it when it turns around on me, John. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyhow, he wanted the prime rib, and uh, this place wasn't back open yet, Turf Club at uh, Saratoga. But uh, it's a 10-ounce slow-roasted prime rib, crispy potatoes, roasted baby carrots, broccolini, and a red wana au jus for 38 which isn't bad for a prime rib. I mean, I think that's what I I, I would pay if we went to – typical you know chain steakhouse around us is is probably between 30 and 40 wouldn't you yeah we went to that price right we went to that sports bar yesterday we got two burgers brenda got tacos shrimp tacos and mom got the fish and chips and we i had a medello brenda had two glasses of wine and donna had a, a a martini and mom had iced tea. That was a hundred and two dollars, John. <laughs> at a at a sports bar. Yeah, like yeah, crap. So yeah. I mean, we get four prime ribs for a hundred and twenty. So I'm not complaining, John. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then you've got the grilled filet mignon, six ounce center cut filet, smoked onion and potato gratin. Oh my God. Raton, Romanesco, baby. Yeah. Dude. And Cabernet fig fig. As you for thirty eight. That doesn't sound bad either. No, so. dude. You had me a potatoes a grunt. <laughs> I love a grunt. Yeah. We again, we all love all potatoes, but a grunt. That sounds good. How was how big was the filet at Le Cellier? Was that a ten ounce? No, I don't think so. I think it was a six too, wasn't it? Yeah. 
We'll have to go back. It might have been. It might have been an eight, but I, yeah. I I can't remember. It might have been. Uh, maybe it was an eight because it was quite a bit more. But it is Los Elias. Uh, you got a grilled pork chop, a fennel pollen dusted pork chop, sweet potato puree, cannellini beans, baby kale, and nuja vinaigrette for twenty eight fifty. Uh, carrot filled and glotty, house made and glotty pasta, carrot puree, royal trumpet and maytucky mushrooms, and a truffle onion cream for twenty three fifty, and that would be your uh, vegetarian, vegan happy happy meal. Uh, braised lamb pappardelle, slow braised pulled lamb pappardelle pasta, peas, crispy potato straws, whipped goat cheese, and a sherry gastrique for thirty. That's a different. Uh, no. That's a whole different deal, right there. I've I've never seen. It sounds good. I'm not a big lamb fan because you know it's, I, I associate it with something that's mental in my head, but <laughs> I don't eat it. But uh, it, that sounds like a different entree, like all put together the way they did it. It sounds interesting. Yeah, and and actually, this menu is a little different than so many of the typical restaurants across property where you have. Uh, uh, a New York strip steak. You have a chicken breast. You have a pork chop and a sustainable fish. There are so many restaurants that just have those five items, and and then some kind of vegetarian option. They just have those options, and then they just uh, prepare them differently. But it's basically the same cuts of meat um, across a lot of places on property. So this one really different because you do have a prime rib, you've got a fillet, you've got a a lamb so it's it's interesting that, that this stuff is actually unique you know as opposed to so many of the typical ones yeah, there's more variety on here yeah yeah and instead of uh chicken breast you've got a crispy boneless chicken crispy chicken thighs roasted mushroom sauteed swiss chard fingerling potatoes and sherry jus for 27 that actually sounds pretty good well i'll tell you what dude and i, I promise you this if you guys do it if you and if you and JJ love the uh, love the uh, the wings with that on there, try the chicken yeah. thighs with the same exact ingredients, John. It is freaking phenomenal, and you get more meat on there. You ever tried yeah, that recipe yeah. with the thighs? No, no, we haven't tried it with anything but the wings. Um, but yeah, and the chicken thighs are definitely meatier, and they. They're, they're they're dark meat, so they'd stay actually juicier than the uh, the wings do. So, and between me and you, they're the cheapest of all. Yeah, they are. So yeah, we find we can find chicken thighs for for a really good price around here. So incredible, dude! And what we do is sometimes I've done it with the thighs and the wings. Like instead of buying three packs of wings, I'll buy one big pack of wings and two thighs and mix it up. So try that next time. I think you'll you'll like it a lot. I think JJ will love it too because it's the dark meat. It's so good. It is really good. I, I, I highly recommend it. I've done it. And then I've also told you I've done it with the pork tenderloin in the in the crock pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and carrots. And you, you rave about how delicious carrots are. And, the, dude, we can't forget the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just but this is the potato show, I yes. suppose. Yeah, but... No, and, and the desserts are different here, too, dude. You got some New York cheesesteak. Cheesecake. Cheesecake, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get a berry sauce, a chambode macerated berries, a bachetto cream, crisp meringue for nine fifty, 
a black and white. I'm going to go with that's a version of a black and white cookie, I suppose. A buttermilk panna cotta, or maybe not. Chocolate, fancier, uh, frangelico, chocolate sauce, co- cocoa crumble, white chocolate dust. Huh. Item made with or containing alcohol. Hey, now. John's in. 8.50. Yeah. Uh, ricotta basil gelato, strawberry consomme, basil oil, crisp meringue for 7.75, and a mango passion fruit cream brulee, chocolate sauce, fresh raspberries, and a raspberry beet gel. That's plant based, so we'll skip on that. I'm going with cheesecake. Yeah, uh, me too. Well, the black and white, the black and white, it, as long as it do, it sounds really, really good. I just hope it doesn't do what it did on Seinfeld and get them. They were fighting in his belly. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> remember he bought that. The the lady got the last that a dessert he wanted, so he had to get the the black and white cookie. <laughs> and they he said it fought inside his belly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the ba- the gelato sounds good too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that actually, that menu sounds a lot better than than I would have ever given it credit for. And we've stayed at Saratoga, obviously, several times, but never, never even eaten here. So, Dennis liked the Turf Club too. So, yeah, yeah, I remember him talking about it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, hopefully, we all go down. I wouldn't mind meeting Tommy and Judith and you guys over here and trying the uh, prime rib here. There you go. Let me see how I got to see the prices there are awesome too. They aren't bad at all. At all. No, you know, compared to some of the places that and on property and and from obviously uh Tommy gives it good reviews, so Well, Tommy's always right. So if if he gives it a good review, you know it's awesome. There you go. I'm trying to see what this fillet is, how many ounces it is. For almost double the price. For from Los Elliott. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't even give you the size. <laughs> <laughs> They usually do tell you the ounces, and there's no ounces yeah. on this. I don't know why. Yeah, we just went through that menu, so 10-ounce uh, ribeye or a, a 6-ounce filet. So. I'll tell you what, though. I just popped a picture up, John. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> nah, it could be a 2-ouncer at that point. It looked that good. Yeah, my goodness. It's sitting on that bed of risotto, John, with those little carrots and asparagus on top of it. Mm, so good. As you can tell, as much as we pick on it, I haven't had, I in my lifetime, Le Cellier has to be at the top of the patch of meals I've had. I mean, if I had to pick, if I had to go top five t- favorite restaurants in my lifetime, Le Cellier would be on in it for me. With the food, how great the food is and the memories. So, it's been one of my favorite yeah. for years. I, I would agree. And it, it's the mm-hmm. only place where... Honestly, Doug, I, I feel like I can go have what I would almost classify as a high-class dinner, but still be wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, honestly, if I went out to a meal around like that around here, I feel like I'd have to get all gussied up. And yeah. I don't have a whole lot of gussied up uh, 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 fancy clothes. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, it's uh, it, it works out really well for me and Lisa, who uh, we just like to uh, we well, we like to slum it a little. So yeah. <laughs> t-shirts and shorts, that's us. It's so. not for the highfalutin. It's for the rootin' tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just as long as you're rootin' and then you're outside tootin', they'll let you stay in. <laughs> <laughs> but. This was a nice long show, but it was perfect, John. It was uh, nice. You weren't breaking up. You seemed relaxed. 
you picked on me a little more than usual, so we got to straighten that out off the air a little bit, John. So, but uh, okay. All besides right, yeah. that, no, but it's nice to have you home, buddy. Oh, well, picked on you, Doug. You know, you did say Tommy was right all the time. I was going to say, well, he's certainly right about that Boston and Philadelphia game. Yeah, but, you know. He, you want to know something? He made the bet, but he was not confident in it. He he was more thinking the Sixers are going to oh, win. Oh, he was doing, he was, that, he was he doing, doing that Jedi mind dude, trick. Crap. He was sending me texts like Pat Gennetti the whole time. I didn't think Robbie, I didn't think Tommy would sink that low, dude. <laughs> I mean, at halftime, we're losing this one. In the seventh game, I'm getting these texts. It's like, did Pat Gennetti hack your phone, dude? <laughs> I felt like I was playing Pat in a, in a in one of our football games, dude. I mean, uh, my quarterback would throw one touchdown. The rest of the team wins. Score. Oh, I'm beaten. You got me this week, dog. Tommy did the same stuff to me. I was kind of a little taken back, John. It worked. It did. But he's down 0-2 now to Jimmy Butler in the heat. You know, I don't like any team. But I, I will say, these playoffs this year, I've watched more non-Sixer games than I've had in a long time. They've yeah, been well, good. Uh, speaking of that, Doug, uh, Tommy's going to have a personal vendetta against Miami if if <laughs> if the Heat knock out his Celtics after the Panthers knocked out his uh, Bruins. He's not going to be happy with Florida at all. <laughs> I love Tommy. I love Judith. But I do not feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do not feel bad. Anyway, then they're going to be real happy when Tom Brady starts dating Kim Kardashian. That's going to be wonderful. <laughs> you hear those rumors going around? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> that would be hysterical. See Tommy on the, the Kardashians. How awesome would that be? Oh, geez. I'm in trouble now, John. I got to go before I put foot further in mouth. <laughs> But anyway, what do you want to tell everybody, John? All righty. Bye, folks. Have a great week. Fold your strollers. Don't walk in my load zones. And if you've got to smoke a cigarette, smoke it in the designated area. And then if I catch you, don't look at me like I'm a butthole. You know you're not supposed to smoke there. Just put it out and walk away. Yeah. That's all you got. <laughs> yeah. We got to ban bags, John, but we keep cigarettes on the planet. You tell me that the hypocrisy of that. Uh, all about that taxpayer dollar uh, it's insane but anybody anyway everybody be kind to one another and head over to iTunes to leave us a review I don't think Peter Paul or Jerry Peter Paul or Jerry got in any trouble this week so <laughs> uh, you could say Doug and John but anyway everybody be kind to Doug one and another. John talk about sports and potatoes too much yes Doug's Mr. Potato Head <laughs> but anyway <laughs> it is my favorite one of my favorite characters so Anyway, everybody be kind to one another. We'll talk to you real soon. Goodbye, guys. Bye, folks. Have a great week. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.